BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. So they do right by cap. They all cap. <laughs> this year, what third or fourth year now? Uh, uh, not watching any football. Fourth, an fourth. entire uh, high school or college cycle. <laughs> My yeah, senior man. year of doing this, I'll be well, going into postgraduate next year. <laughs> Stupid. Well, this will be uh, you know, recording at five o'clock on on, on um, Super Bowl Sunday. This will be my third NFL, or this will be my third football game all of this year. So um, I ain't too far, I ain't too far removed from you at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, big things happened um, on Wednesday. We were having a pretty pedestrian show. And then they had a main event that was excellent. And then all of a sudden, Kenta shows up on AEW television, lays out the IWGP US champion, John Moxley. Um, and everybody has 
lost their collective shits uh, over what potentially could be. Um, people have already started the fantasy booking. Uh, they have cranked up uh, <laughs> the gate, or they have opened the gate. Um, so uh, where do you want to start with this, Rich? Yeah, man, I guess we can just start at the beginning. So, like, I um, when I watch wrestling, like, at home, you know, I try to, you know, keep it rather reserved, you know, because my wife's here. And, you know, I don't want to be, like, yelling at the screen and, you know, stuff like that. You know, how I would normally act if, you know, we were all in a group watching, I would, you know, crank up or, or you know, be like, hell yeah, or something like that. Like, I audibly was like, oh, shit, like when when Kenza came out, um, because it represents a lot. Um, we had always heard, you know, when AW in New Japan or excuse me, AW starts getting started. They had pushed for uh, New Japan to, you know, work with them. And I think a lot of fans were very excited about the possibility of, of that. And I would probably say that would have been like something like because at first, you know, it's a new promotion. You don't know if it's going to work, but I'm like, oh, OK, if they have New Japan shit, that would be like, oh, OK, hell yeah, that would like be sustainable. But then, like much to our surprise, uh, in my case, especially, I felt like AEW like did more than a solid enough job. Um you know, existing on their own and showing their their style of uh, promotion they're going to do, their talent development, their their scouting, like as far as their young people, like they have like it seems like there's an ecosystem of top people, you know, uh, main eventers, future main eventers, mid cards, uh, people that are just on AEW Dark, and you know they've set up their own thing. And um, after a while, I wasn't pining for the AEW New Japan thing just because I'm like, well, you know, it's not meant to be. Um, I thought they were doing cool stuff with Impact. Uh, I was always hopeful for something like a Dragon Gate because I thought that would be uh, <coughs> beneficial because of how they develop their young wrestlers. And especially with the amount of young wrestlers that are around AEW. But like uh, the New Japan thing just comes back into focus now and it's like... Well, hell yeah, why not? Because <laughs> and it's like I'll take that. Like, and I don't know if it's like an official like partnership, but this is damn sure a lot better than Harold May. Uh, you know, holding up progress, them not wanting to talk about Kenny Omega in their uh, commentary or you know just weird stuff they leave out, uh, leave them out of videos, and uh, them doing weird shit with each other. Let's just say that. Um, you know, it, it seems like, you know, I'm very excited for this. Like, if this, like, leads to, you know, future shows, it, if it leads to uh, excursions for, for young dudes, because I don't see any reason why, um, if this is the case, like, why the dudes that are stuck in America, like Ren Narita or, like, Shota Umino, who got banished to the UK, like, why can't they show up on AW Dark now? Like, like someone tell me a good reason why that, that wouldn't, you know... Uh, be fun or cool or like beneficial so um both companies are in a different situation i think than they were uh, at the start of 2019 and i think the power the relationship dynamic might have even changed up a little bit because of how successful AEW's been um but just strictly a, a, as a uh, jolt of excitement it's just one more thing tony khan was talking about when he said um you know the balance of power you know, we we about, to, we about to flip this shit up. We got aces up the sleeve. And it seems like every one of these um, specials, they've done something like uh, the world title change and Sting debuting and winter is coming. 
Um, they had the super match with Kenny and uh, Phoenix on New Year's Smash, and now this thing, like with, with all that, and then the Impact partnership was also uh, with the winners coming and all that. And it's like this is the the wrestling world that I want to live in. This like completely banished the Royal Rumble off the timeline, uh, off of my timeline at least. And it was like, this is the hot shit in wrestling. This is the culture. Like we we always talk about moving the culture. Like this is it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, you're muted James. Oh, this is funny because like you're muted or I'm muted to you, but uh, on the recording, I'm not muted, so I was like, well, what the fuck's the point? Um, I'm going to have to pause the recording after we, we get to this, because like, I, I can't deal with it not being able to be muted on recording But as you talk. But, um, yeah, so I think it's really cool. Um, I thought that this was something that was inevitable. Um, I... I didn't know where it was, where the cards were, um, or what, the, what was, what was, um the future for this as the pandemic was happening. Um, I thought that it just made sense from a perspective of they're going to do, um, or new Japan wants to, you know, still do shows here. They have no TV. AW has TV, but their young dudes don't really have much of an opportunity, um, outside of other bookings they can get outside of doing dark, um, to get experience, Hey, let's let's let me use some of your TV to sell tickets. Hey, let me use um, some of your shows to get some experience for some of my guys on the undercard. It seemed like it, would, it was like a perfect fit. Um, obviously, you had the Ring of Honor stuff. You had um, bitterness with the way the elite left. Makes all makes sense that it didn't immediately happen, but I felt like it just made too much sense with them not having a TV deal for them not to eventually do it. Um, when Jericho showed up to Rust Kingdom 14 with the with the uh, AEW World Championship, I thought that all right, there's clear line of communication. We'll see where this goes. This is another you know m- milestone in that, and it seems like they're progressing towards whatever they're headed towards. Um, do I you know? Is this just a thing for strong? Who knows? Um, is the IWGP um, US title match going to be what Moxley ultimately does at Revolution? Who knows? Um, but we're here now. He's on TV. Uh, Kent is on TV again on um, AEW television for the first time, or was. He's going to have a match next week. Um, so you know. We're 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 in he- whatever direction we're headed. This is this is more fun than it was the day before. So wherever it goes, wherever <laughs> right. it goes. But this is more fun than it was the day before. Yeah. Um. So like I I saw everyone throwing out like their uh their dream matches and uh, everything like that. And I don't know the dream matches talk uh, has been like kind of boring for me because I I feel like everyone all, always has all the same matches they want to see essentially so like i took the liberty of coming up with matches that i really haven't heard people talk about that would just be kind of cool and base it on alignments and think about like hey you know what could be done for this person oh this person needs this i have the perfect opponent for them here um or just some type of you know goofy storyline i I can think of here so Mm -hmm. um like for example um 
one that I brought up was the great Ocon versus Dustin Rhodes. Like we saw what Dustin Rhodes did for Lance Archer last year. Like think about how New Japan is trying to establish this guy as, as this killer and like he's beating up old dudes like um, right there. That's that's kind of Dustin's wheelhouse, right, right. there. <laughs> right. Um, I'd like to see uh, Jungle Boy versus Shingo Takagi. I mean, we, uh, you know, I I liked uh, Jungle Boy versus Dax a whole lot, but this would be like a higher version of that. <laughs> like, version of that. yeah. So you know, uh, Wardlow versus Will Osprey. That's you know. <laughs> Wardlow doesn't miss in uh, Will Osprey. Like you give him, like you saw what he did with Lance Archer, and you know I'll take thirty-one-year-old uh, uh, Wardlow that's like you know hungry as hell right now against Will, who's like hell bent on like wrestling every different style of opponent and style of, of match right now to prove he's the best guy going. Um, with uh, Pac's recent you know babyface turn, I, I decided I was like, well. We're gonna need some vile motherfucker. Why not Jay White? <laughs> Pop versus Jay White, and and then uh, we can have them do a, an ab uh, count off. You know, it, they can they can do a pose down uh, after the match as well. So yeah, um, um, I, I have to ask. I didn't look, but like when you were seeing the IW or the um, New Japan AEW Dream matches, how many of these Dream matches actually included Jay White? Uh, I'm sure I there were a couple, say, but I won't say that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagine sure there they were many. all wrapped up. I think they were all wrapped up in like Bullet Club Civil War stuff. Gotcha. It, for gotcha. me, that so, is not all that. So no individual but, matches for him. Yeah, I would probably say him versus Kenny. Maybe of I might course. have seen. Of course. Yeah. Of so course. Um, I think there's like you know. I, I have a goofy section that I thought of. I think they would actually be kind of a compelling team uh, against the right opponents. But, you know, um, so I've got Ricky Starks and Sonata in a dress off. Like they can wrestle if they want, but we, we here for these fists, the drip, as they so, say. So, yeah, you basically format this in much the same way that like you would format like the pose offs in wrestling. You know, between two people with great yep. physiques, people people with two great wardrobes, and you have them walk the catwalk. Um, yeah, I, I can already see that. I, when you mentioned, yep. I was like, yeah, I can already see how that works as a television segment. I already see it. So, um, I, you know, I was thinking about opponents for both Kenny and Okada, and obviously them against each other. I wouldn't write that because that's that kind of goes without saying. But I decided to give them each, like, the most, like, electric junior heavyweight I could find uh, on – both of the rosters, so I was like, "Why not Kenny Omega and Hiromu Takahashi?" We we know Kenny likes wrestling smaller guys that are fast. We, mm-hmm. We've seen the we've seen the work, and then Okada. Why not him versus Ray Phoenix? I, I'm not really hearing too many people talk about that. So, um, so I think both of those would be incredible, and yeah, I think. <laughs> Yeah, so um, expand your minds is what I'm saying. Uh, so up next, uh, this one would have been like Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Brody Lee, but uh, Brody Lee's no longer with us, so I had to think of uh, the next heel kind of uh, you know up and kind of a different direction. But MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh my god! And I would love it. <sighs> Um, I, you know, 
I think that obviously, like MJF can hang with whatever he wants to do in the ring. Uh, he can they can have an old school match, they can have a newer style match, whatever they want to do. And I think uh, as long as MJF doesn't say anything ridiculous, it'll be okay. <laughs> I, no, the reason why I, I I don't actually object to the match, just but the idea of like. I don't want to see MJ. I don't want to see that piece of shit next to him. <laughs> I'm already thinking all the way. I'm already thinking all the ways how you pissed me off for like the first ten minutes of this match. I don't want. I don't want to be pissed off for ten minutes. Like it. It would be a great match, but I don't want to see it because I don't feel. I don't want to, him to make me feel that way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I got a. I got a TNT title match. I got Darby Allen versus Jeff Cobb. Um. Hello, like, uh, I think they would, uh, Jeff Cobb would slam the shit down. Hold on. Y'all like Darby Allen versus Brian Cage, right? Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's try with the other guy now. Um, so this one, um, is kind of a different situation, but I, I only thought of this because I thought of the promo that Eddie Kingston would cut. So it's gonna be Eddie Kingston versus Tetsuya Naito. So, um, oh, we God. know Naito's a psycho. Um, the idea Eddie but, Kingston is like a pig and shit, like wrestling Japanese wrestlers. <laughs> Just imagine. And then, I've waited he, my he, whole he, life for this. He's a long yo, way from Yonkers. Yo, this man be talking about. I, I waited my whole life for some dude to be talking about cool, uh, tranquilo. Take it easy. I don't have family members die or some shit like that. Yeah. Like he, would, yeah. he would work that in somehow, and it would be great. And then my last one I had was Hangman Page versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGB title, if they want. But um, I just think it would be, uh, it would so be a hell of a match. They, so they, they ran it before in ROH. Uh, I'm remembering now, but you know we'll, we'll make Kenny Omega do commentary for this match. I was too. gonna say this is like this, this is a match for Kenny Omega's like heart, right? Like this, <laughs> this is this is almost like the end of Love and Basketball. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I've got, um, a, I've got a I've got a goofy division, of course. You know, I team up Okada and the Bucks against the Empire, uh, Osprey, Cobb, and Okada. I think that might be pretty good. Uh, I got Kenny Omega and Jay White against uh, Ibushi and Moxley as a team. Hmm. Uh, I got uh, Dark Order versus uh, Suzuki Goon. So Silver, 5, 10, Reynolds against Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre, and Doki. I primarily want the John Silver, Minoru Suzuki face-off. I want him to do Johnny Hungy and and do the double buy and Minoru Suzuki's face and then Minoru Suzuki to slap the shit out of him. F triangle versus LIJ. Pick whatever combo you want. Um, <laughs> and then Team Taz versus Chaos, I think might be uh, interesting if you get Ishii Goto um, and, and a third, whether it's Okada or Sho against like Team Taz, like Ricky Cage and Hobbs. Like, I think that'd be pretty fun. How, uh, how come, those, like. Those are my under the radar matches. Okay. And, I, I noticed no there was a, the, a pretty, pretty big, like, deficiency of like bullet club members i i seem to notice that um yeah but i guess you yeah. move on you know, i i can't i can't really think of anything for evil uh that i want to see <laughs> you know pardon you know me if, if i wasn't 
pardon me if I wasn't looking for the Garot Wire to make an appearance on Dynamite. <laughs> you know what I want from that man? I want that man to stumble into millions of dollars and therefore retire. <laughs> he can move on with the rest of his life. Um, yeah. But uh, let me know what, what matches you guys want to see that people aren't thinking about. Like you're obviously all everyone knows the obvious ones, but uh, I think this is nothing but good for wrestling. So uh, yeah. it, it's it's probably the most exciting thing to happen in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, the stuff that comes to mind immediately for me is like junior stuff. So it's like I'm thinking of like a, a lot of like show and and Hiromu and Phoenix and. Darby and Jungle Boy. That's the stuff I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, like I guess we can... It's been a minute. It's been like, what, three weeks? Whatever else. Um, yeah. For I guess we... I mean, another, obviously we, we don't have to, you know, do show reviews. That'd be stupid. But like, nah. I guess we can <laughs> like, just talk about like the three, the three weeks of stuff that's, that's gone on. Like... Um, I mean, I guess we talk at the top. We talk about like Kenny and Moxley and um, the old, I guess the band or whatever the Gallows and Anderson call themselves, and like the Young Bucks and um, like their their riff, not riff, but like their heat with uh, Callus. Like, where do we even start? Like, what do you think they're doing? Like, obviously, it seems like they clearly want the Young Bucks involved with this and then separated, like. We already know Kenny's a heel, so like I'm confused. Are are, are they trying to tease that like the young bucks may be heels, or they're they're stupid and idiots that are just trusting the Bullet Club stuff that's going to cause their doom when Gallows Anderson eventually turns on them, and you find out that like you know Kenny Omega's Kenny Impact is that like what do you think is where do you think we're headed with this? Like I, th- I think since Callus is lying to Kenny, something is uh, something is awry here. Um, where it may end up Kenny back on their side at some point. Whenever, like I'm kind of charting it out. Whenever they have to turn Kenny back babyface, it's going to be because of Callus. So, um, as far as where the Bucks come in on this, I think they're just dumb babyfaces, as they've alluded to, like in BTE, but. They're playing dumb baby faces for the sake of like eventually them staying face against Gallows and Anderson because like people don't like Gallows and Anderson. Um, I've got to say though, um, ever since that they've showed up and they've linked them with Kenny, I I had wanted to clown Gallows and Anderson and say they suck. Like they've been really good. Like, have they been really good though, or have they just been tagging with the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega? I mean, they're doing. Six I'm not saying they've been bad. They have not. They're doing this is what I'll say. They have absolutely not like, been they, bad. They've they come have, to work. They've been they've been fine slash good, but I would not be like like the matches they've been in have been better than their contributions that that, that they put in. Like, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It also doesn't like, matter. It's like, uh, yeah, it, it's like they got that that stink on them, and it's for, I forget. Like, yo, they were always like good and then yeah. <laughs> not in wwe anymore so it's like oh yeah like they're they're perfectly like you know competent in, like i'm not groaning the way i was where i'm saying i wish the young bucks were in their place like next to kenny every time even though obviously mm-hmm. you know you take the the fucking elite over this but like right. uh, i've been pleasantly surprised by those guys um but i think this thing is 
a long-term thing. Like they've got the impact pay-per-view. I believe it's called rebellion coming up in April. It has Kenny's logo in it. So, uh, I could see a, a Gals and Anderson versus Bucks match in Impact. Um, I could see because it looks like the Bucks will be facing uh, Jericho and MJF at Revolution. Right. right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that leads to uh, possibly a return match for the belts back in AEW, where the Bucks would win that one, obviously. But um, I think I think there's less, you know they're they're bounce, they're setting stuff up to bounce off two different uh, sides of whatever they want to do in Impact and whatever they want to do back in AEW. Okay, so, I mean, we already talked about Moxley's part in this. Um, what do you think of, you know, Babyface Pot calling out champion Omega, and what do you think this means? Do you think he's going to get another match? They've already had three of them. Do you think they're going to have a fourth in different dynamics or... Or what? Like you know, Phoenix already had his title shot, um, but I don't know. Like, I, it seems like they were teasing like for a while. Like they were teasing they were gonna do Archer versus Pac, and then I think you know, it's, it seems like they're doing like they're they want you to think about Archer and Omega as well. Like maybe that's a, a de facto contendership match eventually. Like those two rush mm-hmm. other to get a title shot against Kenny. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, <clears throat> I don't. I, the Archer like, stuff just feels like, all over the place. They're catching me off guard. Yeah, they're, they're catching me off guard with the Archer stuff because Archer just shows up normally and just starts at random themselves into shit at random right. with people he doesn't like. Right, and it's <laughs> like no, there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason other than like, oh, that would be cool for them to have a match. But like, how do we get there? Who gives a shit? Like, I'm just. I, I fall from the sky, and that's how we get there. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. like he's almost well, like a, like he's, yeah, he's almost like a, um, like a chaos agent. It's like, all right, we have this nice little neat picture, and he's like, oh, he just, where did this shit come from, right? Um, I'm not necessarily saying that's bad, but it's like, uh, you know, when you're a person, you kind of think him being a babyface. I was gonna say him being a babyface that naturally like puts him like in the line of fire to either get some type of TV title match or. Um, a pay per view yeah. match if the right if the cards break right for them. Yeah, um, I mean, given that the pay per view is what the beginning of March, like yeah. there, Kenny's going to have another defense before between now and that title match on uh, I could, the pay per view. I could easily see it being um, Archer on TV. Uh, the Pac thing kind of like because I feel like they're going to do a, another Kenny and Mosley match. But I don't know. Like, like right. they've did the six man next week. They're doing the the lights out match, or I don't know if it's lights out. Actually, I think it might just be Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, I think it was lights out and Falls Count Anywhere. But either yeah. way, like Falls Count Anywhere, still a, it may as well be a lights out match. Like it's it's still a no DQ anyway. Who gives a shit? Death match, you know, yeah. death match. But I, I'm just death trying to see if it, if it if it counts for the records or not. So gotcha. Who um, cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, because you know, does to, anything to win is does anything end up on anyone's record seeing that they reset every fucking year? <laughs> like they have career no records. No, what's the last time you looked at someone's per, uh, uh, full career record in AEW? What's Cody's career record in AEW? I can look it up. That my point is like they they reset it at every single year. So who gives a shit? 
Yeah. Um, I I don't know where they're going with this. Like, I don't know if this is going to be where Mox gets his claim back to you know getting another match match you know for the belt. But I don't know. I'd rather see Kenny versus Pac personally. I don't I, know if like yeah. Like I I think Mox and Kenny are good enough, but like. Uh, I I don't know if they're. I feel like Kenny has to slow down for him a little bit. I think the Kenta um, thing I feel, is there to pull Moxie away from the title picture. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's kind of where they're headed. Like if if you were to ask me what the pay per view match is, or maybe not. Let's not say pay per view, but like I think we're going to get a Kenta. You know, a Kenta match. Moxie and Kenta, I don't know if it's for the top for the IWGB US title or not, but I feel like we're gonna get that before we get the title rematch with Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, so because they're doing they're doing a new beginning match with Kenta and Moxley. Um, so what do we think the and that match has already been taped, obviously in December. So it, there's all types of like negative like booking or whatever <laughs> that's going hey, on here. Hold, um, hold on one second, because I have uh, Kane out here acting like a monster. So let me let me pause to get this audio all right. right. Hold on, he's out here losing his mind. <laughs> hold on. Okay, we're back after some technical difficulties in um, child in his house losing his fucking mind difficulties. So. Uh, yeah, once um, you were mentioning that um, at New Beginning they already planned a Moxley versus Kenta match and it actually has already been recorded, which I was unaware of. Yes, yes, and, and apparently that was like where the uh, where the deal essentially started popping off from. So you can trace back Moxley's promos where he's talking about all roads and professional wrestling lead through him. Mm-hmm. He said that for a reason because like, he's the one that, you know, they essentially brokered this shit for. It was like, Tony was like, Oh, y'all want to do it in America? Let's make a deal. So, um, and if they do that match, uh, if there's a, maybe a disputed finish or there's some type of, uh, there's a call for a rematch, you know, their U S title match, maybe it gets ran back at revolution. I don't know. But it seems like they're keeping Kenny and Mox together for some reason right now. So I don't know if it's going to be Pac. I don't know if it's going to be Moxley. Um, but I, I hope it's not a three-way <laughs> just for my own selfish reasons. <laughs> like, I, 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 it would be the first one I think they did um, in AW for a, the world title. So um, I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I I want to see more Omega in Pack, more Omega in Moxley. Um, I think you know, given that we've managed to seemingly go through, you know, I think it's been seven pay per views, and we haven't really had you know really many or any rematches on pay per views yet. So. Um, mm-hmm going right back to it is kind of is different from what they've done but um we'll see we'll see um i think maybe would it be crazy would it be a crazy idea if they didn't have the AEW title um be defended on pay-per-view like if they did some yum bucks some trios match with like the club or not the club but basically the club and Omega versus the Young Bucks in a third. Would that be crazy? 
Um, well, seeing the young boys already have a match committed for them. Oh yeah, that's right. Never um, mind. I'm I'm fantasy booking bullshit. Um, <laughs> never mind. Uh, that's right. They're they're taking on um uh Jericho and and um, MJF. MJF. So, yeah. So speak. I guess we can transition over to that. It's not that bad of a segue, actually. Um, yeah. Um, they're MJF is he's putting the final touches on this thing. He's 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 bringing it home. Um, he's about to have the inner circle to himself with uh, Jericho and Guevara ass out, assed out. Um, Brilliant work. <laughs> pretty masterful. Pretty masterful. Um, yeah. But you can already, you, you already see it. It's going to be his, and then those two will be baby faces on their own, and maybe they realize they, you know, that they were played and. They uh they come back together as a tag team. You get late sex gods, or they hate each other still, and they uh go to separate ways. Then there are two solo acts, but that seems there's to be gonna where be, they're headed. There's going to be a Sam Guevara MJF match one day, and it's going to be hot. Now, <laughs> and they're not going to give it to you right away. I feel like I yeah. feel like they're going to let that percolate a little bit, but it's. I, I'm waiting for it. Now, they can also undo this come next week in Cooler Heads Prevail, and obviously they let it simmer more because, as they always say, they watched the show. Jericho didn't actually knock out Guevara on purpose. That was an accident. But Sammy was so hot about it. Yep. So it might we'll, be too much. We'll see how this goes. They've, they've constantly told Jericho's constantly told us we watch the shows well. You know, we'll see where they go with this. If they if they drop, we'll see if this is just a you know a one time thing or if this is a continuation of uh, where they're headed. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a um, it was a good use of the battle royal. Um, the young bucks uh, had didn't need to win the thing. Like for me, almost by the time the bell rang, I was like. Huh? What's Jericho and MGF doing? Oh, they're going to be taking over the Bucks. I guess like as the match was mm-hmm. going, like early, like minutes mm-hmm. after the bell rang, I was like, "Oh yeah, who the fuck like, else?" Like Jericho's not going to be on pay per view. Come on now. So like, of right, course, that's like gonna, Matt got thrown out. Matt got thrown out fairly early, and yeah. I was looking around like, "Huh? What's about to happen here?" I thought Nick was just going to go on like a crazy run, and he kind of like, did. Like last then, year. Yeah, but it was Matt that went on the crazy run last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, w- I was into the battle royal. I thought it was like you know quick, and the eliminations like kind of made sense. They they weren't as detailed as I think as they've been sometimes in the past, uh, where it every single elimination leads to like a storyline or some type of program. But um, you got uh, uh, Dante, or excuse me, you got Darius Martin in there to the very end with Sammy. And it was just like I started looking around that battle royal, and then seeing Jungle Boy and the crowd. When Jungle Boy first came out, oh my god! Like, right. so <laughs> wait, <laughs> let's let's have a conversation now. He has that '80s ass um, theme song from. I Bro, they're gonna start doing it on his comebacks. It's gonna now, be fucking amazing. <laughs> my, well, here's my concern. When are they ever going to chant the melody correctly? Because they keep doing half of it instead of the whole fucking thing. Uh, it is. It, I don't think, it is. It I is. Think, it is. It is nails on chalkboard to me. It is like 
Oh, I, I, I had never heard the song until this, so, like, nah, how's it supposed to go? Like, the song, like, oh, and they just doing, like, nah, the first, like, four oh, notes, and it's like, it's like, <laughs> but, like, bro, like, imagine, you know, you're watching you Gotta NXT. make that channelable. Imagine you're watching this. It, oh, that is channelable. That's why the fucking pop singer did it in the 80s, and it's, like, it was so memorable that... The AEW people brought it back. But the thing for me is, like, I'm trying to imagine, like, if you just did, like, the first four notes of, like, Shinsuke Nakamura shit. It's like, that's, that just sounds wrong. But, like, why can't y'all... I don't know if it's too hard. It, but I'm thinking, think like, is, is, is this is this as hard as clapping on two and four for y'all? Is it that hard? Wow. Is, is, that, is, that, is that what this is? Yeah, I, I think the sound, I don't know if it's going to carry like that extra dip in those. So it's like they're trying to get it to where it can stay loud. And uh, he definitely felt like a bigger star, uh, to me at least, coming out this week. And um, They threw him out too they, early, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think they threw him out too early too. Um, I, I think his match with Dax was phenomenal last week. I didn't give it four and a half like Dave get, did. I gave it four and a quarter. But... Um, I thought it was this was like the reason or one of the reasons I watch pro wrestling. Watch like new young guys fight like rugged veterans that put him through some shit to get him to the promised land. Like that's what that match felt like. And this was like Jungle Boy's first singles win, I believe. Um, and this is like what I've termed year three Jungle Boy. So I'm I'm all in on 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 Jungle Boy. Like all he does is you know come through every time you ask him to. Yeah, I um, I like the match. I I I, I think I gave it four flat. Um, but yeah, I just um. Either way, it's a great match. I'm not gonna get into Dave Meltzer over any AEW matches. Like that's a thing. It happens. Whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. Who gives a shit? But um, yeah. I'm wondering how they're gonna get a pay per view. Uh, they're gonna do FTR and uh. But that's uh, Jurassic motherfuckers. Now, am I mistaken or have they had that match before? Like last year. Like, I think they've they done like, it. When they were feeding they, they, everybody to FTR. I think they did it, but they never did it with the combo, I think, of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Okay. Like it's okay. always been Marco. Okay. So but since Marco was like, you know, abducted, we'll get to that later, but um Are we gonna get to that later? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but uh, I guess like going through it, like uh, it was it was a nice little ending. Jericho and MJF won. Um, they are taking on the Bucks. I think that'll be a very interesting match stylistically because, <laughs> from what I know, the Bucks like to lay everything out, and Jericho likes to lay nothing out. Um, and MJF can pretty much do whatever he want to do. So, uh, I wonder who will prevail here. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Um. Well, this is the end of the road for for MJF and Jericho being fake friends, oh, they got to lose. right? Like they have they to, lose, to lose, and it, this has to be what causes them to split, right? This has to be the end of the road, this, right this, here, right? This is Jericho's swan song to being a heel. This is, um, I think MJF has to really like fuck them up and take them off TV for like a month. <laughs> what if he's off for a month and he shows up he's like 20 pounds lighter 
Jerry will come back. I'm fresh off the DDP yoga. Be like, be all right, all I needed was a month to get myself right. <laughs> That'd be I'm gonna be a baby face again. I gotta be slim, right? <laughs> I gotta fly. I gotta be aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, um. Team Taz, Darby versus uh, Darby Instinct. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just ready for it. Um, it, it, it. I'm sure we're going to get something with Darby in. Um, actually, I don't know. Like, it, you know, I felt like they called it so early as now. It's like, what else is there to promote with this match now? Mom, do you feel like there's yeah. they have like um, five more weeks worth of stuff to do? I think I, I'm I'm trying to see like what a setup match could be here because you don't I don't think you're gonna roll out Sting at any point. Um, right. I don't know if you do like he's already beat Will. He's beat Ricky as far as Darby goes. Uh, he's beat Cage singles. Um, <laughs> does, does Taz want some? <laughs> Like, it's so funny that Does like we're just dating. <laughs> it's funny because it's like there are so many old guys trying to wrestle or not trying to wrestle wrestling still or coming back to wrestle for special dates. And it's like the thought of Taz coming back to wrestle just sounds so preposterous. <laughs> Bro, like that man ain't that man can't say that man's definitely uh, too fucked up. Like, to, that man, has he wrestled in twenty years? Or not? No, has he wrestled in fifteen years? Definitely not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, but um, that's yeah, what kind of match it, is that? Uh, is is that oh, some type the, of the, the setup? The setup match is is, uh, <laughs> is Joey Janela coming back from the dead, <laughs> and it's like you know, give Darby something to do in the meantime. Um, pull Janela out. Um, I think if you were to uh, tell as Joey Janela, you know about his position in the company, he would want to be doing more. And these two guys are fucking psychopaths. They have a history of matches with each other, at least seven of them from everywhere, from uh, PWG to various indies everywhere. I believe they may have wrestled in Evolve. Uh, I saw Joey Janela tweet out like, seven of their matches of their history kind of on some Emmy Sakura shit like explaining it so like <laughs> it feels like this should be great yeah uh, so, and that's going to be on next week's show right yeah that's going to be next week's show okay um, alright well that, I mean that's not bad for Darby for a you know because that's a title defense right yeah yeah, that's not bad for a toughest, but I mean, as far as like setting the table for or giving you some intrigue into this, this you know, the match with or tagging with Stink against Team Taz. I mean, I feel like you know, I oversold. I said it's five weeks, is more like you know, four or three weeks, but um, we'll see what they do. Like that's a nice little placeholder with uh, you know, three or four weeks ago or whatever. So, um, what else do we have to head? So we- uh, oh, so Britt versus the, uh, uh, Sheeta was raw. Oh, not Sheeta, but uh, Thunder Rosa. Britt versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very Hell good match. match. That was a very good match. Um, Dare I say, like the most like anticipated women's match in like AEW history. Um, by the time it happened, the fact that that might be is really depressing. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, they've done, a, they've done a great job with it, and um, it seems like real life kind of like you know they wanted to do it earlier, but real life dealt them the uh, uh, you know they, it dealt them another month and a couple you know more beatdowns and heat building uh, segments. So like it actually you know felt worthy of the position, uh, and it got time. Would you okay? What about Sheeta versus Nyla, the first one with the title change? Um, I think it was more of. I think Nyla had just won the belt. I I didn't sense any grand, um, story, with. But we knew uh, that belt you know, was going she was on Sheeta's waist eventually, and it was like, oh, she got a title shot. Oh, yeah. oh gee, I wonder what's going to happen here. And maybe I'm thinking of it in a sense. Maybe I'm confused in the sense of like from the you know story being laid maybe out. Thunder Rosa. And yeah. <sighs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll probably put Britain and Sheeta. Can they put more work into that than than this? Um, than, yeah. Or into. But, just this um, is very. I don't know what it is with Brit now. Brit like has I think re in the, since her leg injury, she's rebuilt her body to where she was like um, very skinny before. Now she like feels like more of a power wrestler, and it looks like she's added like ten pounds of muscle maybe. And she looks a lot more vicious to me in the ring. She's like smooth, like as far as like all her transitions and counters. Uh, Thunder Rose is an awesome person to wrestle because she's going to fight you and <laughs> she's going to wrestle you as well. And there's, it's just always going to be intense. Uh, I thought they did some good kickout spots uh, in the match. And I think they, uh, even the finish, like, you know, I thought the finish, it took like, um, the, for me, the, you know, if you have like a like a rusty tire or so, a tire don't don't quite turn as smooth. Like I think you could kind of see where it was heading, but for me, it didn't like kill the match or anything. I gave it a three and a half. Um, um I would give it three and a half. Um, I hated the finish, so like I, it's not on my recommended matches list. Like, 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 <laughs> like that finish made me like, no, I'm not putting this on my list. Fuck out of here. But yeah, like the wrestling was three and a half star level. Um, yeah, and I, maybe I still they think do a rematch is, in that tournament at some point. Yeah, I still think she is like far, far beyond Brit um, technically, but. Um, Britt was able to hold it in the road at least. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is a, a. Well, they brought it up later, but we might as well bring it up now. They announced the uh, participants for the tournament, the World Title Eliminator Tournament for the women. It's going to be a Japanese side. There's going to be American side. Um, I am pulling up the <laughs> participants um, right now. I mean, I can give you the Japanese side. I can, but I don't remember the women, the American side. Uh, the Japanese side is basically five of the wrestlers that were in the uh, that Joshi trios from Double or Nothing. So Yuka Sakazaki, um, Aja Kong, um, Emi Sakura. Um, I'm just bl- oh, uh, Rio Mizunami. And I'm blanking on the other person that was in it besides Riho. Um, oh no, she was never mind. So those four 
um, Kashida was in it. Um, then you have Ren Katakura, who's from Marvelous. You have um, Vinny, um, also known as the other Asuka. Um, you have Mesa Ruga from Gotham Move, and another um, Emmy Sakura project. Not project. She's very damn good. Um, pupil. That'd be the word. And um, I'm blanking on the eighth right now. Maki Ito. That's right, Maki Ito from Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah, um, who is the, probably the best built Joshi to go to AEW. Um, that they hadn't already had signed or already on the shows. Yeah, so um, get like if you're going to grab, you know, for American audiences, non-starters, that's about as good of a list as you can. You're going to get. Um, so, uh, like, uh, what was the women's Riho and Brit in oh. Thunder Rosa? Got you right here. So we've got Serena Deeb, Riho, Britt Baker, Ty Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. Okay. Yeah. Um, we don't have brackets yet. So also don't have brackets. Uh, another time where I audibly popped was when Aja Khan popped on the screen. <laughs> Like, yes! One of those. <laughs> um, so, um, I believe the... Do we know... Is it going to be similar to the women's tag team tournament where, like, everything is just on um, on YouTube? Or do or what is what's the situation? Do we know exactly? I know there's still going to be some YouTube or some so I, matches, at least. I know the Japan side is, is going to be on YouTube. Okay. I'm pretty sure the the American side will probably find its way onto Dynamite at some point. Um, yeah. And like, like you may get nine twenty, uh, <laughs> like one, <laughs> yeah, like you may get like uh, like one first round American match like on YouTube or maybe two, but you'll probably get two first round matches on Dynamite. You'll get your semifinal and final on Dynamite, but your Japanese stuff is probably going to primarily live on YouTube because what I'm hearing is they're taping it in an empty building. And I don't know, you know, the, I don't know who's handling the production and all that. So, um, you know, in my opinion, I, apparently this is controversial. Like I'm like, I'm not putting it. I'm not cutting from the arena to like the empty building to, and then back to the arena. Like, nah, man, like, uh, one of them is going to come over to America and, you know, assumingly I, I would assume the finals would be on dynamite, just like the tags tournament one was. Um, I don't know which way they're going to go with it though. Like there's a lot of, um, like you can make a case for at least like four or five people on the Japan side to come over here. Um. Okay, so what are your cases for the people that you have? Like, who do you who do you have in mind? Yuka's okay. obviously uh, one. If you want Aja Kong, yeah, yeah. Yuka Sakazaki would be be one. Okay. Uh, everybody already knows her. She's right. she's already a proven ratings draw. As you know, she gave Charlotte at work last year. Um, <laughs> Aja Kong. Um, if you want someone to beat a monster in the finals and you know, she's a legend, you can put her there. Um, I think if you want to go with Vinny, if this is a shark, like if everything I'm hearing about Vinny is true, um, if she's just kicking ass the whole tournament, you can bring her here to try to kick some more ass. Look, um, um, I don't think Emmy's 
the, the thing for Asuka, okay, so, I'm sorry, Vinny, Vinny Asuka, because in Japan, she's Asuka, in America, her name is Vinny, because she can't be Asuka here, because there already is a fucking Asuka, um, but, Vinny is probably the best hill in Joshi. She is a chicken shit hill, but she also is fucking incredible and is a rich lot of pro wrestling enthusiast. Does flips, does moonsaults, does does flips off of turnbuckle back over the top of people onto the uh, no hands onto the back uh, to the center of the ring. Like she's fucking incredible. Um, she like Mayu Eo. Marissa Nakajima, Takumi, and then her name is right amongst them. Like, she's that fucking good. Um, Asuka as well. So, so, like, yeah. But the thing is, she's a heel. So, like, when I think of Aja Kong and I think of uh, Vinny, I'm thinking of, like, well, who's going to win the women's side of the... Or who's the women's side? Who's going to win the American side? I'm thinking, like, the only real options are, like, Riho or Brit. And I'm thinking this is Brit's tournament to win. So... I'm thinking we're just going to get. I'm thinking we're going to get Yuka versus Brit to play off of you know the the thing that happened when she took her tooth out uh, months ago or a year ago, whatever that was, beginning of uh, 2020. So like mm-hmm. I, for me, I'm thinking like we're picking like. Well, but okay, but okay. So you you mentioned Aja Kong, you mentioned Yuka, and you mentioned Vinny. Who be the who be the fourth? Maki Ito, and that's just because like she's very she, popular on Twitter already. And she, um, if you put her on TV, she's gonna get over the, more than any of the other seven people. Yeah, I get I, it. I, I don't think I, I, like, I don't think they're gonna bring Emmy Sakura back. They've already like kind of done that. And um, Rio Mazanubi, no. May Sakura, no. Uh, Rin Kadokura, I'm hearing it's very good. Um, she's she's, she's had she's partners good. with, yeah, with Takumi Roja, which you you. Yeah. Uh, Neutral. Maybe, of and they're, they're said, and maybe this was look. Maybe this was Takumi Roja's uh, spot, right? That she may be in right now, right. and I just got sad. And the thing for me is, if if I were going to pick someone to be on AEW television or whatever else, based on however someone can get or just flat out how great of a worker they are, my pick out of um. Marvelous. That's not Takumi because she has a torn ACL. Would be Meiho Shizuki. Like you pull up, like she was in. Um, she was in the same match I saw Rin for the first time in in a triple threat against Queen's Quest back in like October. She's super worker. She's like a Zumi good, right? Like she's a high mm-hmm. speed demon. She's she's good. Um, in like no. What you remember when you watch that match is you remember May and you remember Takumi. You don't really remember Ren. You remember Ren doing some stuff with Utami and it was it was good, but it was like that wasn't what the point of the match was. Like I haven't seen her at a full, mm-hmm. at, you know doing or showcasing anything or whatever. But like from a if you were picking a baby face to even out you know the the gang of heels you have with Ito and um, well Ito can't be a heel. She's more of a tweener. It depends on what she wants to do. Um, but like, I would have picked May, but whatever. Um, May, Rin's not winning it. We know Rin's she's there. She's cannon fodder for whoever else they're going to put her with. Um, right. Well, I think once you get to that semifinal, it's wide open. So, yeah. Um, 
but as far as American size, you mentioned yeah. like this feels like uh, Britt Baker Rio Collision Course. Yeah, uh, of course Serena and Rio have um, a match the first round. So unless some goofiness is pulled there, which I don't think uh, Rio's losing her debut match back in America. Right. Are we sleeping um, on Thunder Rosa? Are we? Being I think they are. I don't know if we're being disrespectful because Thunder Rosa is like. I feel like she has a wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal. Like she appeared in the rankings uh, for the women's thing the first time uh, the past couple weeks. Uh-huh. So that normally they wouldn't have her ranked if she wasn't signed. Right. Um, and that's the only reservation I have about her in yeah. this tournament. She feels like a, someone that loses in the semifinals, maybe to Rio. Yeah, like she's someone that I feel like either loses in like on either in the semis or in the quarters, you know, to, like, I feel like the only people she's losing to in this thing would be either, um, oh, not Sheeta, Jesus, Riho or Britt. Those are the only people that she would lose to. Um, so, from that perspective, I, you know, but, like, I don't think she's going to beat either one of them if it comes down to it. Like, I don't, like, I think... I think the uh, the match on Beast Break kind of, for me, it tipped off the, what may happen. So, since she didn't beat Thunder yeah. Rosa clean, right. there was bullshit. Right. Um, she may not, she may even avoid her in the tournament. Uh, Britt may avoid Thunder Rosa in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa may lose somewhere else. But it's like, hey, whenever Britt has this belt, there's a fucking challenger right there. <laughs> yeah. Run that back. Right. So, um, but yeah, uh, no Big Swole, um, no Penelope here. Um, trying to think of anyone else that was kind of. I feel of like I've seen Penelope left. wrestle like one time in like the last six months. Yeah, not not much on the maybe on the wrestling. A, end maybe for her. some dark stuff that was going on. I'm just unaware. But like on Dynamite, I feel like I've seen her wrestle one time like in the last six months, and it was tagging with uh with Britt, I believe. Yeah. So um, Anna Jane, Layla Hirsch, Nyla. I think Nyla's ripe for a first round upset. Personally. <laughs> Um, I hope she's mashed up with Layla. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that might happen. Um, but yeah. Uh, besides that, yeah. Uh, I I think it's gonna be a solid tournament overall. Uh, and you know, it, it's like they almost they you know the the plan is coming back together to to supplement this entire thing with the Joshis and then keep developing your stars. So they uh, did not succumb to the to the bullshit outrage uh, that I think a lot of folks put out there to stop watch gang and uh, everything else last summer when they were just wanting the terrible wrestling to be uh, featured more, they took their time and they've rebuilt this thing. And it's like, you got a, a strong champion who has had the belt for a really long fucking time. And then now this tournament is just cool shit happening. So um, shouts out to them for figuring that out. So um, they ha- had a, tag match with uh, Adam Page and Matt Hardy. They beat on uh, Chaos Project. Heyman looked like a fucking star in this match. He was just like um, <laughs> it, it felt like he was a um, you, you ever see like when Shawn Michaels would be in the 90s like uh, clearly overmatched uh, or he would be clearly more over like than the opponent or whatever. This is like after '96, and he's wrestling like a TV match, and he's fucking off and and doing and winking at the camera and shit like that. Like Heyman yeah. was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, he had the match won, and then Matt Hardy stole the pin. Um, 
it looks like they're going to do a you know he's looking for somebody to be with he's looking for someone like he's almost in a utility role right now for the time being um i think ultimately this is going to lead to like him going back to dark order and it being like the official thing but we'll see like how many more how many more like different outfits and things he's going to try on and before he realizes like how about you you know all you've been crying about is people you want people that love you they love your stink and draws go back there or he could be his fucking self. Like, 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 do we you even remember, know what um, that is? Right. You, he's you dressed, remember, uh, he's a grown ass album. man in 2001 dressing like a fucking cowboy. He was a teacher. <laughs> what? Do, do, do you remember in the Jay Z Black album um, documentary where he was in the studio and there was like some up and coming rapper that, you know, we didn't know who they were and they were talking to Jay Z pretty much about how he want to present himself and he was like man i don't even be knowing like you know myself i don't be knowing how you know to uh you know really present what i want to go i don't really want to be rapping about shooting and killing people and then like young guru looks at him like man be the fuck you like <laughs> like that's what hey man fans gonna have to figure out he's gonna have to be the fuck him oh, like, <laughs> so um yeah, uh, there was a inner circle turmoil. Um, Sammy G asked, you know, why is he always the collateral damage? Jericho said they're all in this together. And Guevara said, sometimes I'm not all that sure. And Jericho walked out the room. And then when the cameraman uh, or MJF was there left with the gang, he kicked the cameraman out. So a scheme was being hatched here. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think what now. What else is there to cover over like the last like three weeks here? Are we missing anything, or do we think we touched everything? Um, I'm trying to think. There was one AEW show I didn't like very much. It might have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Then they came back much stronger the next week, and then it was beach break. Yeah, I just don't remember off the top of my head everything that. Oh, we got that happened. We got to talk about the wedding. I mean, we can like. 30 seconds like they got married there was not really any bullshit until after which is nuts they actually quote unquote got married it actually went down but I've learned later they married each other in real life prior to that this was like their ceremony on TV they pretty much got through the wedding stuff with no bullshit the wedding drew um, well uh, shocker there or not a shock at all Um, they um Miro was saying what is love and the crowd was chanting baby don't hurt me I fucking screamed um, but yeah it wasn't it really wasn't much at all actually I thought it was going to be like some type of major angle but it was just you know to so, eventually to get Orange Cassidy and Miro so what was like the time frame on the slavery I thought it was until the wedding I thought so basically they got married and then they decided to fuck shit up okay fair enough that's fine but I was sitting there like so he waited this whole time and then fucked their shit as opposed to like just walking out and quitting like before I forgot what this time I forgot what the situation was I thought maybe even you know a, a time frame I don't know but whatever like they, they fucked stuff up and they left like um Orange Cats versus Miro that could be that could be fun um you know um what I don't know what we're gonna do with Chuck Taylor I, I, without without Trent. I don't know what we're gonna do with him. Um, AEW Dark. 
the commentary. Um, you why, know, why agent the women's matches. Why can't him and Trent, or not him, sure? Why can't him and Orange be a tag team for now? Um, Too many tag ain't really teams. Really, no room for them. Yeah, okay, ain't no re- really, really room. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Bro, I was listening to like Joe Lanza. Like he named off like twenty tag, legit twenty tag teams for AEW. Well, yeah, like <laughs> there's like fifteen of them alone on Dark by themselves. They probably got like thirty five tag men's tag teams. Yeah. So um, just add one more. Yeah. So they showed Shaq, uh, and this is like some of the best news also on this show. Um, he called Cody Rhodes a cupcake. He said he's going to use a new finisher, Black Tornado, and it was essentially the Judas effect, and he threw, like, another clothesline into it. Um, they I made the that. announcement that this – yeah, they made the announcement that this will not be on Revolution. It has been rescheduled for Dynamite, um, and the reason why is they're doing an all-star game. So – on the same day as Revolution, Shaq has TNT commitments there. Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait, wait. Revolution's on a Sunday? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, they moved what? Revolution to avoid some, like, either UFC or th- something huge on Saturday or whatever. But then they ran into the NBA All-Star game. So it's, like, it, it's a good lesson, I think, that no matter where you try to, like, you know, if you try to move off something, like something else could just pop up. So well, you might as well just try to compete. But Well, the real thing would be, like, if you did it in late February, don't do it in fucking early March. Just do it in late February again. If you were trying to avoid the UFC, what did you run into? And there's another thing is, like, all right, man, like. They were trying to, they did avoid uh, late I, February. I, that was the date they wanted. But, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. They avoided that weekend. I mean, but the thing is, right, okay, so why didn't they do it on, why didn't they do it on the 6th then, instead of the 7th? It's, I'm sorry, why they do it on the Saturday, on uh, on Saturday instead of Sunday on in early March? I don't understand why they moved that. Was it uh, uh, an availability thing for pay-per-view? Probably. No one knows. Like my main um, thing is this: I, I feel like there's there's a bunch of like stiff Saturday stuff that's happening, but I feel okay. like you're always going to run into something. But right. I think they got spooked by that one time that Jake Paul pay per view landed on the same day as um, I think it was Full Gear, if I'm not mistaken, and you know they were a little bit lower. So I, I just miss like NXT. I hate it when NXT moved to Sundays. Right, like when they do these standalone shows that aren't like tied to SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Like I hate the fact that they move these to Sundays. Like do your shit on Saturdays. All your other shows are on Saturdays. Like I just don't like that idea. Um, and you know they had done seventies on Saturdays, moved to Sundays. It's like whatever, man. Whatever. Like obviously they would not do this if there were um, if they were drawing houses. They would absolutely not do this. It would absolutely be on a Saturday. Um, but whatever. Yeah. They, they wouldn't. They would be like, come in for the weekend. We'll do the show on a Saturday. You can fly back out on Sunday, as opposed to, you know, running up against it as far as you know, um, travel. Yeah. So they did a lumberjack match with Kingston and Archer, and I kind of zoned out on this match. I don't remember anything. I, uh, King. Okay. So Eddie Kingston's a jobber that just talks real good, right? <laughs> Yeah, because he can cut a promo and you know in an instant. No, my point uh, is like right. he loses everybody. Like the match he won against uh, the match he won against Archer, he got his ass whooped like eighty twenty. 
and then he was one of them because they came out and cheat, cheated. And then, like, the next match they had, or they had this match, and, and like, Archer just whooped his ass. And then, like, look at how Pac whooped the shit out of him a few weeks ago. It was like, and then Moxley beat him. And then Moxley told him, you can't beat me. And then he beat him. <laughs> that man does not win. Hey, that man has an invaluable skill. I'm not saying he doesn't, but it's like, He's here to do jobs. It's great. It's great. He's one of the best talkers in the world. He's here to do jobs. Like there is no Eddie Kingston push happening here. Like there are Eddie Kingston programs for him to eventually lose or inevitably lose. But him winning one of these things, nah, bruh. Yeah, I I wouldn't have beat anybody either. Like (laughs) until you flip babyface. We'll see. Like we'll see, we'll like, see how that goes. Did you want him to beat Pac? I mean, how would you react to that, James? I would say, don't book the match. <laughs> oh, so now he can't. Now he can't work. What the fuck? No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't put him in matches. I'm saying like, all right, like, can you get the man some fucking wins on TV? <laughs> like, like the the amount of matches he's lost to name people. Like, now make it obvious that, like, the next time he's in a match with a name person, I'm not going to be as into it because I know he's going to fucking lose. That's all I'm saying. Get the man. Can the man squash a bit? Can he get Marco stunt? Can, can he even whoop Marco stunt at this point? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Get, get this man a win or two on TV. That's all I ask. A clean one. That's all I ask. He's fine. <laughs> you got, all right. Um. Well, let this continue they, for like another um, uh, two, three months. You'd be like, damn, bro. Like, why is he on TV? All I do is fucking lose. You got to have something. Otherwise, get him off TV. Is he winning on Dark um, at least? I had to check. You don't even uh, know he's I, I, Dark. I, I, I know. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Dark's so fucking long, bro. Like, <laughs> bro. And like, if you're booked on Dark, you win. Like, okay. Um, all right. Um, they did uh, have some people. Speaking of dark, they had Bear Country out there, um, and you know oh, what that means. Uh, I, they attached tag no, Butcher and Blade. Um, so said, this means like wait, wait, wait. He said they had Bear Country. You know what that means? No, the fuck, I don't. I thought it was Bull Dipsy. So y'all <laughs> told me that was Bear Country. Like, all right, I've never heard of these dudes, but all right. Okay, so uh, when I say that, like, uh, this is l- similar to Will Hobbs getting the the look on Dynamite. Okay. This is similar to he's Starks. Graduated. He's, uh, he's, he's graduated. Gradu- like they graduated, they're probably going to sign them dudes, and uh, they're they're good. Uh, and they're like different than everybody. I think in the tag team division, there's there are no big bruisers that flip in the tag division. So um, there, I, I think they are. I enjoy them every time I've watched them. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they uh after that FTR did an interview complaining about being suspended. Uh when the interview was over, they showed uh and they kidnapped Marco Stunt, who was brown and gagged. Marco Stunt resurfaced on Twitter today. So, James, what do you think uh some of the FTR torture tactics would have been? Because I've got one. Uh and I've you know, there there's plenty uh that FTR could have done to torture Marco Stunt. Okay, so FTR like how calling? often F- FTR, like, like, how often did they yell at him about the tag rope? <laughs> like, how long did that uh, go on? I thought you were three say hours. They're gonna, gonna say you're gonna bully him, bully Marco into picking up litter in the locker room. 
you know, uh, I, I believe there are a couple people that replied to me and, and said maybe they made uh, Marco listen to the Jim Cornette experience in regular speed. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I wasn't prepared for this. I just okay. Wasn't. So, but so the we'll idea is funny. Like, the torture is actually torture. It's just, it's just minor annoy- annoyances. Yes, yes, it's funny. Yes, it's just FCR being themselves, you know, annoying. Like... <laughs> So, so you think about various no. torture oh, stuff and, yeah. oh, and just I got chime one. in they, whenever yeah, you think of Yeah, they complain. Yeah, I got one for you right now. They complain about Dave Meltzer to, to Marco Stunt. Like, I don't give a shit. It doesn't even rate my matches. Like, let it go, dude. Like, what's fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> so, um, so after that, we got the main event. It was Omega Gallows and Anderson against Pac, Moxley, and Phoenix. Bro, and my speaking God. of that, speaking of that, let you know, like, we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but we got to go back to Adam Page. Think of how much this man is looking for some affection, that the fact that this man was ha- out there hanging out and kicking it with FTRs on the one ass. And then, and then screwed over the Young Bucks for, for them. And they didn't even ask him to do it. He just did it off the strip. Those annoying guys. Wow. Wow, Hangman Page. Wow, Adam. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the main event uh, was fucking awesome. Um, it was just like little segments of like just great work for everyone shining back and forth. Just great near falls, great spots, great individual matchups um and Ray Phoenix running around like you know doing his thing and uh, in another main event uh on this here show and I thought this was just like I guess four and a half it was like I did too. awesome yeah like I wrote it down and I was like yeah I feel really good about this uh, like <laughs> Phoenix was Phoenix was like the best wrestler that night on that show um it, like the, the crazy part about it like that struck out to me was like he started throwing out drop kicks I was like I don't think I've ever recall him doing a drop kick before but like it's cool he like broke out like two or three drop kicks um <laughs> drop kicks okay like you all all the all the fancy smancy super convoluted complicated stuff you do drop kicks is your thing this week okay fine Phoenix um Pac was great, uh, as usual. Kenny was great, as usual. Moxley and Kenny's interactions were great. Um, um, uh, Carl Anderson was very good in the match. Uh, your boy Gallows had a nice super kick. He didn't look like the slowest athlete on in professional wrestling uh, this week, so that was, that was good. Um, yeah, man, it was, um, it, was, it was a blast of a match to watch. It was a blast. Yeah, um... I can't really say much more than that, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's too much shit but, to remember of, like days later. Yeah. Um, they gave Phoenix a magic killer at the end. So uh, Gals and Anderson and Kenny remained strong as a, as a team. I thought this may have been uh, a time for one of them, I, maybe to beat Kenny to set up something, but I think that's still down the road. Like they've got the tag match set next week. I don't know if it comes uh, at that point, but uh as I mentioned, like I keep waiting for Gals and Anderson to suck, and they just haven't. So, <laughs> um, at the end of the match, uh, uh, what's his name runs out. Uh, Lance Archer uh, basically jumps on. Um, 
the fuck did he jump on? Wait, uh, wait till Gallows and Anderson Russell FTR. They don't have the match where they suck. Well, at that point, who we blame? Oh, Gallows and Anderson. FTRs are not but they have good matches. Like they, have they ever had a bad match on, on AEW television? I don't think they have. Yes, on pay per view. What pay per view match is that? Then we Kenny and Hangman against Dis- FTR. Disappointing and bad aren't the same thing. Um, yeah, but they they did the whole thing, um, cleared people out, and then Moxley was about to jump on Kenny, but there was a masked man here um, from New Japan or uh, pro wrestling, by the way, of Orlando uh, came out there, Kenta, unmasked, and this guy Kenta is involved in another great angle like <laughs> you know all these angles like you know the shibata thing yep. the wrestle kingdom thing yep. this and it's like huh isn't that nice isn't that like it's just interesting that this is all happened for this guy since he's left wwe and yeah. i'm not even like the biggest like cancer fan like that but it's it's, it's cool him. to see him like all he does in is, all I mean, these situations uh, it's um, and I can't even like the WWE thing is like I can't even blame a I can't even blame WWE thing like he was always injured and then like he had trouble trying to figure out how to not like wrestle while not killing. There was each other. this, there was this thing too. He was working with these green motherfuckers that he probably shouldn't have been in there with. They were dropping him on his head and shit. Right, right, right. yeah. I mean, it, I mean, well, green motherfuckers in NXT. Well, I mean, look at Johnny Gargano. Also, working with a green motherfucker that's right. dropping on on them right. damn head. Right. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think you know. I'm just saying, like you know, there are a bunch of people you'd be like, WWE dropped the ball with this person, they mismanaged this person, they mishandled this person. Like with 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 uh, Hideo Itami slash Kenta. That's low on the list. That's real low on the list as far as things like if you. I mean, sure, WWE is to blame for like any company that's, that foils somebody as uh, that botches somebody as talented as he is. Like deserves some culpability in it. But um, that one was kind of like he's injured. He's language barrier, acclimating to the to the country, acclimating to the style. Like trying to wrestle it out, trying to murder somebody. It was a lot of stuff. Like, the really only time we ever really saw him was, like, the 205 live run in that match he had with Aleister Black was, like, the only time we really saw him, like, at, like, you know, something approaching optimal level for Kenta. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and even, and, like, I enjoyed his first G1 run more than most people. Um, I enjoy Kenta in general more than most people that watch New Japan. But, um, so so I'm happy to see him here. Um, like, I, I want to see him at Moxley. I think that would be a really good match. I really do. So, uh, wherever yeah. it is, whether it's on Strong or on New Beginning or in AEW, um, I'm going to check it out whenever you know, but becomes available. Yeah. So, it's going to be on the New Beginning in USA, which would be one of the Strong Nights, I believe. Okay. So, I guess I have to check it out on Strong. Yeah. The Pell so, Rider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they did the angle post show where kenny walks up to kenta have you seen this james um yes i did okay yes. it, kenny walks up to him just like a fucking dork and he's like ah brother switchblade didn't tell me to expect the guests right and then when he <laughs> said that i was like i was like and when i saw it, i was like wait a second didn't they kick you the fuck out of bullet club 
<laughs> officially. <laughs> and then well, Kenta was he, like, and then well, Kenta was like, nah, it was on before that whole. Oh, my point know. is like, regardless of that whole situation, is like you are elite. You are not Bullet Club. Why? Do, who gives a shit about this or whatever? But like, once Kenta was like, once Kenta was like having none of his shit, it was like, okay, regardless of that, that line Kenny said, it makes sense because Kenny don't fuck with him anyway, or Kenta doesn't fuck with him anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, fuck you, I'm here for John Moxley. Um, and then Kenny was like, well, all right then, and then <laughs> yeah, I was, like, how I, about I, this? Am I? After he said all that, I was happy surprised that like. Kenton and go just take off on that man's wardrobe the last couple weeks. Like, and another thing, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> what them is, Chief? <laughs> Where did you purchase this? Yes. Who's, is there another one? <laughs> whose haberdashery did you arrive at and find this shit? Where do you find these threads and silks? Um. <laughs> uh. Kenta gave Moxley to GTS. Also, I forgot to mention, yep. but next week, uh, Candy Omega and Kenta versus Archer and Moxley. Lights out match or death, some type of death match. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready. And the timeline just was like pure explosion. Like, it's the moment we were all waiting for. It. And I watched, you know, some pure nerds and, uh, you know, watch, watch people, you know, it just, I hope their skin's crawling. Uh, the pure elitists. Now, said this would never happen. This would just ruin New Japan. No, that's not going to happen. Um, I, like the, the impact know. partnership didn't uh, didn't ruin New Japan, but but this is get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, Goofy. yeah. They sent Great Khan yeah. to Rev Pro. No disrespect to Rev Pro, but like they like they sent him to a place where like, well, I, well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like they send people everywhere. Who gives a shit? Like if they're yeah. gonna like like the Ring of Honor thing at this point, given what they did, think about this, right? Think about how we talk about yeah. and think about uh, you know that G One Supercard, right? And think about how that was a New Japan big show level show. All the New Japan stuff that happened in there, whether it was uh, whether it was um, the Omega, not Omega, the uh, Okada and Jay White match, whether it was uh, um the Naito and Ibushi match, right? And then think of the bullshit the Ring of Honor put, put out during Mad Square Garden. And you're talking about, you were right. saying, this is and this is the, the whole, the, this is what, it, it'll never come from this? Bruh! You, you know what I think it is? New, Ring of Honor has been effectively dead ever since that show. <laughs> come on, man, get out of here. Indeed. I, I, you know what I, I think it might be? I think it might be um, some of those people might not be able to handle like New Japan not seeming like the dominant uh you know entity in this thing and it just you know they've we often talk about people tying their identities to you know these promotions uh I'm a very big AEW fan but at the same time like if they're fucking up like I'm not about to run from it but they like they they see AEW New Japan and then like AEW's like not in that Ring of Honor role and I think that really bothers them. But it's like if you have this partnership and one's way up here, one's way up there, then it's like what's the point of even having it? You know what I'm saying? It's like right. 
You know, I mean, obviously, it's cool to sing, you know, see Adam Page in, in the G1 a couple years ago. Like, that's cool. You know, Jeff Cobb and um, Jeff Cobb, when he was, uh, he came over before, or the year, 2019, when he did the, the Dallas uh, stuff, right? Or did Dallas G1 and then finish out the rest of G1. Um, like, that, that's cool or whatever else, but it's like, ultimately, if y'all are going to swap people back and forth, like, it would behoove you... <laughs> To have to have that person be of some type of interest, so that like eventually you can get a star star X that you have in mind, a big win against this person, as opposed to like, oh, Jeff Cobb just won eight points in the G one again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I right. Oh yeah, he went four and five in the G one. Right. That was the the peak of the the partnership. Like, right. nah, man. Right. Like, like they're, they're trying to do cool shit, sell pay per views, sell subscriptions, and like, right. There's pl- and everyone wants it pretty much, right. and, or I wouldn't say everyone. I will say like the majority of motherfuckers want this, like right. that have watched these two companies. These companies were intertwined before they were because, they even existed, right? Because most of the people that are the biggest stars in AEW at some one point or another had some type of run in New Japan of significance, whether it was Jericho doing Dominions in. Um, or doing big shows, he did more than me. He had that match with Evil at uh, was that a uh, was that Destruction? Power struggle. Power struggle. Yeah, like he, he had that. Like you look at Moxie and his run through that G one two thousand nineteen. Like you look at the the Young Bucks. You look at Kenny Omega. It's like you look at Hangman with the two thousand eighteen G one run. Like that's there. Like it's inescapable. Like those. Those dudes, like it happened. Got, yeah, like <laughs> those dudes got over working in New Japan. Most people that watch AEW, I, I believe this way anyway. I feel like a lot of people that are AEW fans, people that watch new, some New Japan and gravitated towards the white boys, and then the white boys started to start run their own thing, and they were like, "Oh, I'll watch both, or I'll watch this one with the white guys." So it's like, and I was like, oh, I like to see them wrestle some of the guys they've wrestled before, or wrestle new matches that's in New Japan or whatever else. Either way, like them rest, them doing this is beneficial for both of them. Like one for one for like the value of you know the the quote unquote people that are looking for star ratings and all their great matches or whatever else. Like having New Japan there helps that helps have better matches in AEW. In sending people from New Japan to AEW or whatever else to have match with AEW guys is going to help them as far as their Western expansion, regardless of how really into it they are at this point. But like, they can only help. So like, I don't really see like people that are against them just like, hey man, like I'm not miserable like y'all are. I'm sorry, just not. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't pine to to for Yoshinobu Kanemaru to to be you know <laughs> in, in the top position like he'll be moved out the way. I I really don't give a fuck, dog. Like I'm not- <laughs> oh, the tag team juniors belts with Desperado. Yeah, you know, you know. I I'm sorry, you like, know, like, you're mid level people. Like I, you know. Look, here's an idea. Leave uh leave Kanemaru's ass there. Bring Desperado on the jet. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him here. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not saying that to say anything about Kanemaru. He's solid, veteran, been yeah. around, does yeah. his thing, whatever. But um, if people can't see everything that can go good with this, it outweighs everything that could 
potentially go wrong. Like, and when I th- start thinking about what goes wrong, it's be like the thing that can go wrong. Like, it, the only thing that even, yeah, like it's like, well, who's going to win in a lot of these cases? And I think is largely demonstrated by my match thing here, right? You can easily pick a winner in any of those situations if you do it correctly. The only time you're dealing with those type of situations is star versus star things. And typically, they're going to do a series. So whoever wins, they're probably going to win in their country unless it's like, right. you know, uh, they want to do a shock thing like Kenny loses to somebody on AEW pay-per-view and then, oh, he's going to Japan to try to do whatever to back. Like, that's... And, and what's not dope about that in that situation? And, and also, it's like, y'all are... We don't even know what we're actually going to get yet. Yet We're way... Everybody's right. way too far over their skis. We don't know what we're going to get. The only thing we know we're happening is, like, Moxie's going to defend the IWGP uh, US title uh, against Kenta, and Kenta is going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday in, a, in the main event with tagging with Kenny Omega. That's all we really right. know so far. Like, we don't know the nuts and bolts. They might not even know the nuts and bolts. But like, I w- but it is just the 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 people that the I, and keep mind I haven't seen much, but like the people that are negative on is like, I. This isn't WWE where cynicism is necessarily earned yet. Like, if you're just not into AEW, then, like, okay, fine. Like, I mean, I, like, if that's your opinion, fine. But, like, so maybe that's the reason why you're not into it. But, like, if you're someone that likes New Japan or likes AEW or even, or are ambivalent to either or, I don't see how this anything but, oh, this could potentially be cool. Like, the people that are, like, they love New Japan and, like, hate this is like, okay, well, I just, y'all, y'all were just, didn't like the elite or don't like AEW and them taking some guys that a that New Japan helped you know elevate and they left like I but then again it's like y'all are identifying with the promotion it's like I that's kind of don't do it to yourselves like this <laughs> don't do it to yourselves like this um but yeah that I guess kind of where I'm left off it's like I you know I I don't see any anything I don't there's not much of a downside to this unless they start doing goofy stuff with the booking to me. Right. And, and I, I think even at the lowest levels, like, as I mentioned earlier, like, uh, it can be exciting. Like, so yeah. you're young lions. Like, what are we doing with those guys? Like, if this is a place where they can swap, uh, dark order members or private party, like stuff like that, even that stuff is exciting on its face. Like, I don't know, man. It, there, there's, there are just too many benefits, whether it's yeah. low stakes or high stakes. Like the idea of sending people out on loan or you know, uh, you know, excursion. Like that's always been like you know intriguing. You know, like Casey Gonzalez and um, Kane Carter. Like they're now getting on, on TV and they got a big win or whatever else uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's like we talked about them. We seen them at house shows like they could have been somewhere doing something besides just doing uh, Largo Loop stuff for a while. Like, they have the talent to go somewhere else like rep. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out 
daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Or somewhere. Like, they're not allowed to do those sorts of things. I mean, the closest thing you really got was like, Evolve before WWE bought Evolve. Like when you had Street Profits there, like that's kind mm. of the thing. Um, there's so much, there's so many talented people, and there's so many um, people tied up in contracts now. It's kind of like, all right, there's not enough time and availability and matches for people to go around to get better at this stuff. So it's like, what are we going to do? And like New Japan, would you know, they're they're young guys. They have that with the Dark Crew. They have that. Like, where do you people want to get matches? that are young. Yep. Like fill up them strong tapings, fill up dark tapings. Like this shit breaks the right way. Like both of those tape shows could end up really hot properties of the right people will start appearing on them. Got a point. And, and look, both of those shows like dark long had a reputation of like, Oh man, I don't want to watch that shit. But like dark is actually like holds a lot of value. New Japan strong. Like, I think the, the the presentation is a little dry, but I mean it's an empty building. It's going to be dry in this right. traditional New Japan wrestling. Like, um, but New Japan started to in- inject guys that we're all familiar with. Leo Rush has been on there. ELP is on there. Fred Rosser's on there. Uh, Carl Fredericks is hanging around. They've had various Bullet Club guys. So Cobb. like Cobb, like it, it's <clears throat> like. There's always potential to do something cool. It's just whether it's going to happen. And right. I think people should embrace the coolness, like, rather than, <laughs> um, you know, because you could just be watching, you know, it, so you could be watching the main roster of WWE. So I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good, like, three week catch up of uh, AEW. Yeah. Um,. Oh God. Uh okay, so there's a lot of Dusty Cup stuff I have to go through off the top of my head. Alright. There's women's Dusty's Cup, there's men's Dusty Cup. Uh so I'm gonna start at the beginning. Thatcher and Champa had the fight pit match. Uh great match. Uh, might be four. I gave it three and three quarters. Um at the end of it. Uh, ultimately, after chopping and being a shot of each other, um, Thatcher caught Champa, <clears throat> caught his leg, his you know his bad knee, you know the one he tore his ACL, uh, caught his bad knee in a, in a submission hold and caught him up in the cage, um, and Champa tapped out. So they're one and one. Champa beat Thatcher in a regular rules match. I'm sorry, uh, Champa beat Thatcher in a regular rules match. Um, and Thatcher beat Champa in the fight pit. He's now 2 and on the fight pit. So at the end of it, they pretty much um, did what... Now, I'm thinking of the pattern of a lot of NXT tag teams are... 
They have a singles match. They beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> they gain respect for each other. They become a tag team. So that's DIY. That's Oni and Lorkin. And I think there's another team I'm just blanking on. Is there another team you can think of from NXT that did that where they had a match and beat the shit out of each other and became a tag team? Um, um, those two for sure. I mean, Roderick Strong used to get into it with Undisputed Era. Um, no, that's different. That's an angle. But um, they, they did a turn. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, like, so they became a tag team. Gordon and Gable, maybe? I don't know. Shit. Maybe. I don't, I, I, I don't know. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So, but either way, um, they they became a tag team, uh, and they they entered into the uh, Dusty Cup. Um, so, also in the Dusty Cup is Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, um, Grizzly Young Vets. Um, every time they bring out Grizzly Young Vets... <laughs> They bring out Zad Gibson and they give him the house mic and he, you know, does his thing for like 30 seconds and it's just like, he's so unlikable. <laughs> he's, so, he's just so unlikable. Um, and every time he is, he's like, we are the grizzled young veterans. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they've had a couple good matches. Um, Legado del Fantasma's, uh, I'm sorry, uh, is in there, uh, Mendoza and, um, uh, Wild. Um, you had Maverick and Dane. Um, doing off the top of my head, sorry. I'm trying to think. Oh, you also had MSK, the form formerly known as the Rascals in Impact. Uh, they made their debut. Um, trying to think who else was in there. Uh, but more or less, uh, you end up, um, oh, you also had, um, Eitner and Bartel. Eitner and Bartel end up, um, wrestling uh the lucha house party grand metalik and uh lince dorado that match was raw it's like eichner's so fucking good <laughs> he's so good um but anyway uh um lucha house party won that match and that is playing off of lucha house party versus legado del fantasma um Grand Metalik wants a match with Phantasma. Phantasma is hiding by putting out Mendoza in um, Wild. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a, there's so much going on through this tournament. Like there's uh, also Gargano in in Austin Theory were a tag team. Um, and they were tagging against um, Kushida and. <laughs> <laughs> and Leon Ruff. Why? Because they both hate Johnny Gargano. Um, that match was actually raw. That was the opener of uh, the show two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, so Gargano and I can't remember who won the match. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, Kishida won. Kishida ended up uh, tapping out um, Gargano. So, um, I can't remember who's in the bracket. Basically, like right now, we're at the point where the final four, where we have um, um, Champa and uh, Thatcher. They beat Adam Cole in um, Roddy Roderick. Yep. Last week's show that match was great, um, and they're going to face Grizzly Young Veterans. Um, I, th- I think that's semi. That's one semifinal. Um, I can't remember the other semifinal, but like it's uh, so much wrestling, so much wrestling. I can't remember shots on my head anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a really good tournament. 
ties through to lead up to other matches um, for Vengeance Day, their upcoming takeover um, that they pulled out of their ass. Well, not really pull out their ass, but like their announcement made it feel like they pulled out their ass because like we knew there was one coming in February ish, and they didn't announce it until like last week. Um, they've got some matches on there I want to see. The, um, so women, they, okay, so they have a women's Dusty Cup this year. Um, it is it was a it was four teams I believe. Um, so it was um, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Um, in the I Hate Io Shirai fan club, uh, <laughs> taking on uh, Lacey and, and Kaden. Um, Lacey and Kaden end up getting the upset when Casey hit this fucking ridiculous move we talked about at the end of uh, last week's show. Um, so they advanced. Um, actually, it's eight teams. So in that, in the other other half of that bracket, Raquel they took out some people off somewhere, but end up being Raquel in Dakota versus uh Caden and um Casey. Um alright, Mash, they fucked up a lot of stuff in the first half of it, but um they kinda got back on track. Uh yeah, this, this shit was all over my timeline. Or far as in botching? Or uh Yeah, I mostly Casey Catanzaro and then they tried to do like the silly string and it was like Oh they don't do that no more. Like <laughs> Like Dakota was late, Caden was late. Oh, check this out, right? So, um, yeah, they they fucked with the silly string, and Dakota just did the best she could. Uh, they and there was later a shot where um in the match yeah. where Casey hit that, that big move we've been talk we talked been talking about and on Raquel. She hits it, and Dakota and is supposed looked. to and Dakota's yeah she landed on her feet. Um, on, the, on her heels. So Dakota is supposed to break up the pin to protect the finish because it's spectacular, right? She misses her cue for some reason and can't make the and can't break the pin fall in time. So Ra- you can see it's like, oh, she's fucked. Raquel luckily has a presence of mind to kick out at t- uh, at two point nine or whatever else. And I'll that's, they, a, that's like that's that Scott Hall. They be like, shame, I got to kick out of your finish, kid. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of this before. That's funny as fuck. Cause you know, because you know, he, how well, the story would this. It be like so. It be like which, it, like if he would introduce himself to dudes by asking what their finish is, and it be like, great, can't wait to kick out of it, like <laughs> shit like that. I remember hearing the story how Scott Hall used to meet running people. Like this must be a part of the same thing where he would walk up on people and meet them for the first time. You know his reputation precedes him, mm-hmm. and he would tell people to tuck your chin on my finish. I'm like, dude, that and back then, like that those fighting words. Yeah. Like, what you mean? <laughs> I'm not dropping to yeah. you, especially with back in WCW. You'd be like, that's not in my paperwork. <laughs> if I'm doing you know, a job, you owe me like another twenty grand, uh, Bischoff. You know, um. But yeah, like she luckily just you know thinking, thinking, so, thinking, thinking, kicked in time. Uh, so, so, so you mentioned you, you mentioned Mercedes and Tony, and she has yeah. they have the three way coming up with EO. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're basically setting this dusty thing up because obviously Raquel has been getting the the monster push, and she essentially sent Rhea Ripley the fuck out of here? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they're trying to give each of them like, um, like? at least give Raquel another accolade here. Oh, you got rid of Rhea Ripley. Oh, you've won this tag tournament before they do the title match. And those two are just in that three, that triple threat match out of nowhere. Kind of 
like um, just to you know give EO another win and then get to Raquel and EO. I, that's pretty much what I think this is. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, like if the thing for me is if they want to do the match now, they could do it now. But I think the thing is like call up season and all that stuff, right? Like um, Raquel got not Raquel, but Rhea got called up. Um, and there was nobody really to drop the belt off to yet. Um, I think that like come, I think that Eels dropping the belt to Raquel by like June, like the June takeover. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think she even makes it to the SummerSlam takeover. I think that's when they do it, and whatever happens with uh, Eels' contract situation or whatever else, because that'll be a, about the three year anniversary, the three year mark of mm. the contract. So, um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like you remember, like Raquel, she, um, she, you know, she, she, she had that great match with, um, Rhea where like she, she won the fight, but lost the match. Right. Right. Um, then she pinned EO after she powerbombed her through a ladder bridge at the women's war games or whatever. And then pinned her. Then she beat and sent uh, Rhea out the territory. That's mm-hmm. good enough to be the number one contender, right? Fucking there, you already yeah, beat the right now. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's like, why I was kind of that's yeah. why that's the only thing I thought of. Like yeah. I was like, well, why aren't they doing this now? Are they trying to just yeah. give her another accolade before? I, I but, think that's like, all it is. I think I think this is where tri- Triple H got to be careful, like of not like of trying to get too cute, oh, thinking you always have it with the person until right. they don't. Right. Or whatever, but so like, because I think they, she's has it now to like this could they could do the belt uh, match at Takeover and switch the title there. I would have she's to look. hot enough. I after feel like. that, after that last woman standing match at uh, New Year's Evil with Rhea, I get that shit four and a half. Like I think it's like I think it's I think it's like an eight point three six something on a cage match. Whatever I gave it, I gave it four and a half. Right, I fucking love that match. It made me st- it made me stand out of my chair. I remember I was, I was like, "There's no way that like I'd, I'd had I thought that Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns had no chance of topping that shit." I, I like I'm 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 all in on whatever they're doing. Like she's the best push person they've had in in uh, NXT and God since Rhea probably. Like <laughs> probably since Rhea. So um, Rhea That's chasing so the belt against you know uh, against uh, Shayna. So like I'll drop you. Yeah. Right. Um, so for me, like, you know, Eels had the belt since June. Yeah, June. So it was like, whatever. If it's time for her to come up with the belt, it's time for the belt. I, I don't care. Um, I think that this is a situation where it's like, it's weird because they, you know, they brought in Amber and they brought in, um, uh, Tony on the same day. And they're done with Amber. She's in a tag team. Um, she's in the tag tournament. She's probably that's that's who they're going to face. And like the other side of that bracket, the other side of that bracket is um, Candice and uh, Indy Hartwell versus Shotzi and Ember. And who the winner goes and faces Raquel and Dakota. So like Ember and Shotzi are going to face them in the final on Takeover. Uh, I think it's called Vengeance Day or whatever else. Like they'll lose to Candice or not Candice. They'll lose to Raquel and Dakota, obviously, but. Okay, whatever. Um, so my my thing was like, all right, like you had these. Uh, well, actually, I already did a match. They already did Tony Storm versus Ember. That match was really good. Uh, so whatever. Uh, 
that could have gone longer, sure. Um, but I think the thing for me is like, if there were ever going to be a time where you take the WWE women's titles, women's tag titles, and put them on NXT team, like, I mean, they teased they were going to do it with Tegan and Dakota last year, but ultimately, like, <laughs> Oscar and Kyrie didn't beat the shit out of them for like 15 minutes, but um, if, you know, Raquel is going to be on the main roster sooner or later. Um, she's going to be pushed as some unstoppable force, similar to how she's being pushed right now on NXT. Like, if they were to do it, do it with her right now, they they could. I don't think they will. Obviously, you know, she has the protection when, like, Dakota will take the pin whenever, you know, they, the next NXT, the, the women come back down. Like, oh, Shayna and... Actually, no, I don't want to see Shayna. I don't want to see... I don't want to see Nia nowhere near Raquel. No, thank you. Go away. No, yeah. Don't, come, um, don't, don't bring that I, shit to uh, full soul. I, t- I retract everything I was just saying. No, I was like, I'm I'm less bullish on uh, Raquel's like main roster prospects just because you, I think you need lots of great workers around her, um, and the main roster just doesn't have that. Like once you get past, you know that th- that top, yeah, yeah. group. But I think I think the thing for me is just like, like I'd get her with Oscar. If you push her, if you push her, you hi- I mean, you just you spend like the first two three months just having to squash people. So, mm-hmm. you, so in that way, you get her, you're able to hide, you know, um, whatever she lacks until it's time for her to, you know, face a, I don't know, um, a Mickey James or somebody. Like, I feel like you can have her kill people. I mean, obviously, you know, we haven't really done a, a woman squashing people since like Naya, but like, if there's if they're ever gonna do it again, it may as well be with her. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So whatever match they do, that'll end up being good. I imagine for uh, Takeover, uh, Raquel and Dakota versus uh, Ember and um, Shotzi. You know, oh my God, Dakota and Shotzi on Takeover. Someone's finna die. Um, so, uh, but anyway, like with the um, with that tag match that had um, Tony and Mercedes losing, like basically they attacked EO on separate weeks. They end up teaming up together, um, and then EO end up like taking out Mercedes during that ta- during that Dusty Cup match, and then like Tony was dead to rights two to, two versus one. Um, so like now all three of them are fighting each other basically, and there's a title match. Like number one contender that was well built. Nope. Like so you have a point by saying like why wasn't you know you have a clear point of like why was Raquel put into this spot right here? Absolutely. Um, and I agree with you because I was like, all right, well, is that coming in like next month or so? Um, but yeah, that's what they end up, ended up doing. Um, so the have, have, do we, are, I, I was going to ask how far away. Cross, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, you can skip him. I, I was going to say how far are we? I was going to say how far are we away from talking about the dragon, James? Oh, uh, the dragon. <laughs> The dragon. The backstory of oh, 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 Tian Shaw. Okay. So as far as a origin story for explaining somebody having supernatural powers, I've I've heard way worse. Like the Demon King is way worse than this one. Like the story is what I from what I remember was once a 
once upon it. a time, long ago in in Japan, I'm sorry, Japan in, in China, there was a dynasty of of of, of, of some man had a daughter, had a son, chose the old, chose the, the unworthy son to be the, uh, the heir to the throne. He ruled with an iron fist and brought dishonor to the family. Uh, the woman left in disgrace in, uh, I think it was also sadness and dishonor. Uh, she ran into some mystical forces, some dark forces said, like, I will give you what you want. If a dragon. Yeah, it was a dragon. Uh, (laughs) I will give you the power to get the throne that you, you know, that you, that you have claimed to. Uh, She turned evil. She gets the throne. And then she realized that she has become what she's hated by becoming a bird of a brother. And then I think something, I don't know if they explained that she went away or what, but now she's here in NXT. Look, man. She's um, a thousand years old. They joked about that too. Um, so, bro, here's the thing, right? This is a step away from the fiend. <laughs> I'll take this over the fiend. Got any dragons. Day. I'll take the fiend over this any day. Uh, I, when I does the dragon know. come to NAC? No. Will the dragon be wearing a, le- a leather jacket? Look, you, will, when will the dragon be? Never. You want to know how I know? They had Rey Mysterio Jr. hold a marble in his hand and say it was his fucking eyeball. They do not have the CG or practical effects or, or, or to do that. So no, there will be no dragon. Um, so a dragon exists in the backstory in canon of NXT now. Sure, whatever. Look, does it like Motorhead? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Metallica. Look, man. I, I don't really have much for that. All I will say is this. We've seen Finn Balor for TakeOvers dress up in the in the body paint and the demon may or may not have been mystical or whatever else. So, like, I, I'm not going to act like NXT has never done this before. Um, have they ever gone this far? Don't think so. Dog, whatever. I saw this with no context, right? So... Mm-hmm. Well, you, had the, context, the you had the context of, like, the, the, the triad shit they were doing before. Uh, yeah, when they're abducting people. But yeah, I right now I drop in and see this thing, and then I'm like, "There's a fucking dragon!" Like, I just, I just get stuck. There's a fucking dragon. Like, and then <laughs> I'm thinking about the fireballs, like that are being shot on Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, Tian <laughs> Shia, like, yo, like this is like this. Is, this is like Lucha Underground. Like, it, yeah, it does. It does uh, give off some Lucha Underground vibes of like dark mystical forces or whatever else. Well done, but it's like this ain't Lucha Underground where yo, you do it's all the wacky way shit the and fuck time out travel. There. Like, this is, yeah, like it's funny because like later on in the show uh, from uh, Wednesday uh, after that segment, like Ed shows up and says that like you know uh, that. He had this good promo, basically selling the uh, the Finn Balor versus uh, Pete Dunn match, but but by saying it, he said it like I got my you know I got some of my passion to get back into. A lot of my passion came from watching you guys NXT scrap it out, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then he pointed out the like the brashness, the arrogance, like I was you, uh, Pete Dunn, you know at that time I would have scoffed at the same shit some old time was telling me he didn't say old time but someone like me would have said to you right now like that advice or what things I'm saying like I would have scoffed at that too and then he um basically his whole point was like he said uh or the point I was trying to get to was he said that like you know 
it's WWE, and I, you know, a lot we focus a lot about folks a lot on the E, but NXT uh, has brought back the the second W, and I was like, yeah, because nothing like there's nothing like wrestling like like dragons and lore. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Lord. The Lord. That's, that's what I. That's what. That's what I was. When he said, to. "I was laughing." <laughs> yes, the Lord. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I. Uh, what was I going to say about that? I, I'm just curious about, like, all right, is Zia Lee the push act, or is it like the Tian Shaw? Like, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, is this a tag team? Is this going to be? Uh, Zaylee being the underling for this boss or whatever, or is it? I don't know why I'm seriously analyzing this, but um, like I'm just wondering who they wrestle at this point because they're. I think they mop was, up the woman's undercard. Yeah, I think that's. I think and then like doesn't like Raquel Gonzalez like laugh in their face I'm like what the fuck is this like. <laughs> I think, I think or did they, they never cross paths? They never cross paths. They they there's no way they can cross paths. No. No. Unless you were going to turn Raquel babyface eventually, which Do you remember as awesome when, as she when we first started like do you remember when we first started reading about like uh like the unreality of Alberto Del Rio's character uh, right. back then during all that reality era shit and then right. like you have to have him in with other goofy motherfuckers because like when you put him in with like the the real guys, quote unquote, it doesn't quite it hurts hit the both, same it way. It hurts right? both acts. It hurts both acts because right. then you have to start taking the the richness and the and the aristocratic stuff at face value, and then you also have to take like the you have to like put you know um, someone like CM Punk like into the realm of the goofiness, and it ultimately like it doesn't serve either one of them justice in their own pocket. Like that's the reason why the fin- that's the reason why the, the the fiend like hurts so many people because he's mostly yeah. wrestling like real people. Like obviously, like there's so much stuff in Randy Orton's like history that is like he he pretty much anything is tough like he's tough on this point there's so much stuff but mm-hmm. it's like put him in there with Seth when Seth's never really been on the on the goofy shit like that hurt him very badly that hurt Seth a lot mm-hmm. uh, into, at the end of 2018 or to in 2019 and, and I'm just wondering about the effects like I, I pray to God they don't bring this shit near EO like I, I, I really hope they don't bring this shit near EO I see no reason to I mean Maybe it's some situation. Who knows? Like, we'll, look, we'll, we'll see. Who knows what happens with her contract situation? But like, if she were to be on the way out, Peter, right? Uh huh. But you know, if she's going to stay around and she's not going to the main roster, then nah, I would keep. E, I would keep Raquel. There are certain people I would keep away. Like Ember could. Ember could fall into that. Um, I, I just for me is like. I feel like if you were to, you know, I would just have her just feeding on the the undercard of the women's division. Oh, there's, uh, yeah, yeah, like I think like the line of delineation, like hell, I need, I don't even want to do the coda like this. <laughs> I don't even want to do the coda like this. Nah, the coda, nah, I need the coda to come out here to protect, and I need her, I need her as this as this nice as this nice preserved condom Shield. for Raquel. Yes, no, condom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get real. Like, we are protecting Raquel. We're like, everything else, don't, leave that alone. Leave, leave that alone. But, you know, I mean, as far as mm. it being presented, is well done, but it's like, as you said, like, what happens when you have to apply it to this woman's division that you set up with all this talent and all these matches and all these, all these matchups? Like, 
Yeah, I, I see. I see exactly what you mean. It could, like, it, it could feel, hurt a lot of people. It could. Like, I feel like, uh, like Caden and Casey, like, all of them about to like. And oh. look, it's still Zaylee, like, still beating them up or them being. We gotta remember, like, Caden and um Casey were beating her before she got you know abducted and then like trained or whatever else. So it's like perfectly fine storytelling would be like she comes back and she whoops their asses after this uh, tournament's over. Can she do it in a handicap match? Please. I would be okay with seeing. I would be okay with seeing Zaylee uh, kneeing and, and striking uh, uh, them in, in a handicap match. That would be very impressive. Look, Zaylee should not be losing no matches to nobody for months, months. Like that's how the lore well of the dragon done. The lore of the dragon. Look, what they do with Boa, <laughs> I have no idea what they do with Boa. Maybe you oh, know. No, I have no idea. Boa's. Like, like he, he's he just might as well be Kip Sabian. He he's just there. Yeah, 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 he's just there. Um, when they have uh, do we know if that's Karen Q for sure yet? We don't, but it, I I think all the signs are pointing. I couldn't at get it. a good look. Yeah, you can see her now. Like you can actually see her face with the face paint before, which is mostly hair, almost like the the girl from the like from the Ring horror movie. But um, I couldn't get I couldn't it I. I didn't think of it of looking at her face and like, oh, that's Karen Q or not. I th- it may be, though. Um, so, um, let's see. Move on there. Talked about both Dusty Cups. Oh, uh, Cross. Let's get to it. Um, Fanta- or sorry, uh, Santos slash Phantasma had a cruiserweight title match against Kurt Stallion. Kurt Stallion, in the past two weeks, is basically, like, his whole gimmick is, like, he's doing a parody of Matt- Matthew McConaughey while he's high. Like, that's guy from Texas talking about the moons and the stars and everything in between and talking in riddles almost. Um, anyway, um, he beat Kurt Stallion's ass. <laughs> he, just, he, get, he took like 90% of the damn match, 85% of the match. Uh, he ended up hitting him with the uh, the um, Phantom Driver and then hitting him with the, uh, the, 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 um, the knee driver thing that he does. And then Cross comes out um, and Cross basically clears the floor with uh, Wild in Mendoza. Wild, by the way, Wild would pair greatly, greatly with um. Oh, what's your boy's name? Yave. Uh, Angelico. He would pair greatly with Angelico. Yes, like just, 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 just peak the stuff they wear. They look so like y'all are such shitheads. Like this man was wearing. He had his he wrestled early in the show, so he kept his his gear on. He's wearing like a uh, long tights with uh, kick pads, right? Mm-hmm. He was wearing a fo- a long sleeve football jersey that was mesh and see through, except for like this bar across, like where the nipples would be. <laughs> in a scully, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. Anyway, um, Cross comes out after he beats Curse Stallion. He clears the floor with a. Uh, Mendoza and, and Wild gets to the ring and he starts threatening um um I almost called him Mendoza uh Santos because Santos a couple weeks ago was like I am the best champion in NXT he's like look what I've done I've been champion for almost for 200 and something days uh you look at your Gargano he's He's, a, he's basically calling him like a little being a paper champion. All people he's defending his belt against is like Leon Ruff. He then calls, <laughs> he then says that uh that Balor has a glass jaw, which made me laugh. <laughs> like, 
he got his jaw broke in the match. Like got his shit broke. Like this shit funny. He got a class jaw, and then he and then he threw shots at at, uh, at Cross. He's like, and and me. I'm a real champion. I don't just, I don't, like, I was able to defend my belt. I didn't just lose, I didn't just win it and couldn't uh, hold on to it. So then, um, uh, Cross, like, that was three weeks ago, or two weeks ago. Last week, Cross, or Scarlet, or somebody left a tarot card in his, in his gear, in, in Santos' gear, and then he was like, I don't give a fuck, whatever. <laughs> Walked away. So then Cross showed up, uh, got in his face, and then threatened him. And be honest with you, like, this was like the best thing I've ever seen Cross do. Um, by threatening Santos, he said face face in the ring, and he was like, "Look, man, you don't want these problems, do like, and like, you basically get you know get your back, uh, get your back straight, or I'm gonna fuck you up." And then at the end of it, like Santos is laughing at him or smirking, like, "I'm not scared of you." And then at the end, he was like, he made his hand motion. He was like, "Run along," told that man to run along, and then all of a sudden, Santos like stone face and then that man had to run along because he's gonna be fucked up so um <laughs> uh so i like that's, that's that's actually good uh so then um edge came out uh pete dunn and ballard went face to face i basically gave you the gist of what edge's promo was he put over those two saying they're gonna have a great hey, match edge um, edge took a beating business wise this week a beating yeah um, he did, but he had a like he had a, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I believe. Yeah, this is you know <clears throat> like the product. I mean, the, the product and the promotion is like a drag. It's like when people talk about like uh, I guess like Voice of Wrestling like gets on Thatcher. It's like, well, what if what what has Thatcher done wrong? Oh. Like I was what, gonna like, say his like, match. Uh, it was in the main event. Uh, I don't know what it was matched up against on that week. What was their main event this past week? Yeah, it was up against the uh, the Kenta shit. Yeah, smoked. Yeah, but it's like, but my point is like, same thing with Edge, right? Is like they're getting bad ratings or their ratings or whatever else, crater or losing comparison to whatever, right? But it's like, what about the quality of it? Like, the quality is not of question. It's the fact that shit just didn't draw people for whatever reason. Like, and I'm not saying that, like, I don't know what to make of that. Like, two things can be true. Like, the shit's not working from a eye from an eyeball standpoint, and, but the shit is working as far as, like, the stuff they do is good. Like, Edge had a good promo with uh, put, to put over the Balor and uh, Dunn match for uh, the next takeover. Um, so he goes to leave, like, later on in the show, right? He goes to leave. And then Cross runs up on Edge and was like, um, you know, um, I think he said some lines like op- about him being, oppor- you know, the ultimate opportunity is Edge's little catch line or taglines. And then he said some lines like, you know, um, don't let your, you know, you have a new opportunity um, and, you know, he's alluding to his neck. Like you have a new opportunity, a new lease on life. It'd be, it would be foolish to waste it. Like I'll drop you in your head. <laughs> so then, so then, like Edge gave this line, like, you know what? Like, um, I forgot what the line was, but he turned it. And he was like, but he basically no soul like being scared of of Cross. And then like he was like, look, man, you don't want me to come back here and, and, and challenge you or whatever. Because he's basically like, regardless of whoever, whether it's Dunn or it's Balor, you know, ultimately like the roads lead back to me. Like the belts come back to me eventually. So if you win this fucking belt, we're gonna have a match. So you don't want to come back here. So. He said, uh, you know, you're talking about the opportunity. Like, opportunity can also turn into something along the lines of, like, um, basically, it's like, 
you don't want me to come back here. You don't want to piss me off because I'll come back here and I'll beat you, developmental guy. That's basically how he, it felt like. That like I'll I'll come out here and I'll big league you. Not not never like yeah, I'll beat I'll, you in a match. I mean, so then so then he walked away from me. And he was like, all right, later with all your goofy shit, your tar- uh, tarot cards. And I was like, wow, like <laughs> the first time I actually like light cross in months. And like, <laughs> and, and, and it's basically it's like <laughs> look at this fucking goof with the goofy shit and the in the mystical darkness and the intimidation. I'm not scared of you, stupid fuck out of here. <laughs> like maybe he forgot um, that Edge used to be a vampire. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Edge, you know, he could fit right in that, you know, the oh the Shi world and the <laughs> vampires. Like, you just, I think I'd be, I'd be a bit more interested if Edge uh, came back as a vampire. What is it with you and Edge and the vampire shit? Like, you've been bringing it back up for like the past like week or two now. It's 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 just the the running gag at this okay. point. Um, now uh, let's see. Oh, so um. Also, because Kushida tapped out Gargano in the um, in their Dusty Cup match, and he also pinned him at another time. Um, before then, he is a number one contender for the uh, North American title. Um, they had a brawl uh, from Regal's office into the the backstage area where, like Kushida, like he Gargano threw the first punch and Kushida whooped his ass. Um, and that's pretty much. Sp- Gets you up the pace with, or gets you up the speed for NXT. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I I think the dragon shit is just the funniest shit in the world. Like in a vacuum, it is because it's like, like <laughs> no BS, huh? No BS. Yeah. Like what is this? Oh yeah. Oh I, I yeah. Cameron Grimes coming time. back next week too. Oh like, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Then he he got himself uh he got some old tweets dug up on him. Uh I did watch a match with Swerve and Bronson Reed. That was uh, I want to say 2, two weeks, weeks ago. 2 weeks ago. That was very solid yes, and was I was like for the amount of time it went, yeah. I was like, "Well, um could y'all y'all do some with one of these gentlemen, please?" That, okay, so guess what they did with Bronson Reed uh last week? Yeah, so, um, yeah, as right before Edge was walking out, before Cross ran up on him. Oh, didn't he, like, shake hands with Edge him? Gave, I saw, so. Edge gave Bronson Reed, like, a fist bump or some type of elaborate dap, and that was and that, that was that was all we saw of Bronson Reed on TV. Um, cool. I don't know, by the way, Bronson Reed cut his hair. He has a mullet now. He doesn't look as good when, when he had, like, the, you know, like, the, the mohawk thing going. Like the wet mohawk thing. Have you seen the the Twitter thread where it says everyone in WWE has the same haircut? Uh, no. I will send it to you right now. I'm you guessing going everybody. To- I'm guessing everybody is everybody that is um lighter than a brown paper bag with bl- dark hair. I so check this out. I sent this to Swerve. Swerve said he technically qualifies for this too. We had a good laugh. Um, Basically, it's like the sides chopped. Size chop. Please yep. check yep. your check your Twitter DMs. Everybody has a size chop. It's amazing. Hey man, like people are into first phase and all that now. Um just the look. Where am I looking? Uh you said face, right. Twitter? Twitter DMs. So right. uh, uh it, the first one is a picture of Daniel Bryan. Um I'm going to yep, read size cut. This. Daniel Bryan, size cut. Pete Dunn, I'm, size cut. Umberto, size cut. Rhea, size cut. Uh Yep, Bronson Reed size cut. Um, your boy has a 
that's uh, Garza. Garza's Gar. Okay, Garza's more of a um of a of a high fade than a than size cut, but the size still cut nonetheless. Whatever. Um, Andrade, uh, Shinsuke. Shinsuke has the has the, the full mohawk. Uh, also, um, Buddy Murphy, um, Dragonoff, Coffee. It isn't co- which coffee or both coffees? Shouldn't they not be on TV? Right. I think it's both. <laughs> Alistair like- Black has the fro as the uh, the frohawk has the has the mohawk going. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what you called um what Bray White has in his hair. It just looks bad. Miz. Um, Braun Strowman's bald now, so that don't even count. Uh, Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker is different. Undertaker's Undertaker's deal isn't achieved by Clippers. <laughs> yeah, that's just you know, age. his just growing from the back. Right. Uh, Corey Graves. Corey Graves had the same haircut ever since I saw him the first time. MSK. Yep. They, but well, no, that's not fair because like. Uh, your boy um, from MSK, like that's more of a high top fade than than um, than a size shot. It's not as good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alexander Wolf. Wolf Mastiff. Um, let's see. Uh, Trent Seven is it Trent Seven? Uh, also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe so. And then okay. someone. Yes. So wait. So they also have uh, Ruby Riot here. Ruby Riot like. I think I think she is as a low cut now. I don't I don't think the size. I think like everything's just low and even now. But at one point it was the mo, the mohawk or whatever. So yeah. Um, and then someone uh, had a really funny. They said, "Let's just say everyone on NXT UK and save themselves the trouble." That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, like. A lot of people keep going to these. Uh, I mean, you imagine a lot of them have the same barbers too, and like you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, you could do the same thing in the nineties with people along or nineties and eighties and wrestling with long hair, so just just overall long hair, so and wet, so you can. It's that's the thing for for guys now, I guess. If anybody uh, hasn't seen the thread, you can go to my Twitter. I retweeted it. You'll just have to find it and hope I don't go on a tweet spree that buries it. Well, you pin by it. the time you hear this show. No, all right, whatever. Um, uh, we'll put it in the Discord. How about that? Okay, yeah, that works. Um, yeah, but that's that's pretty much it for NXT. Sounds um, good, man. Well, yeah. I guess there's only uh one other promotion to talk about. So, James. Hit the music. <laughs> okay, so stardom. Um I actually had to go back to our show from um, a couple weeks ago to remember where the hell we last left off. Um, yeah, let's just pick up from the 10th anniversary show. So, um, I'm not. We're, I, I I sent you three matches from that show to watch. Uh, one match I did not send you was uh, Julia versus Natsuko in a no DQ match. Match is fucking horrendous. That is the worst white or red belt match I've ever seen. Um, just uh, NASCO took off the turn or the corner pad and then whipped her into the corner pad. Very much like Rich. 
Yano. Evil. Or evil. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Um, Julia Julia had Micah pull out or uh, or pull out a uh, like this wheelie of or no, a pulley that had like the karate tiles on it. Like you know, like you know, you break wood blocks. There's also the tiles you can break. There mm-hmm. was like dozens of rows of this stuff in the match. In the middle of the match, keep in mind this is a semi-main event, right? Lay out Nasco, put the the tiles on her back or on her stomach, and then break the tiles. The shit's fall everywhere. Like the the ref has to kick like the like the the rubble like out of the ring while they're still trying to wrestle. Um. There, there's a spot where like a bunch of different rows of the tile ends up, um, like on the like concentrated together, like four uh, four like rows of it, and like Julia body slams her onto the onto the tile, and that shit looks super painful. It's like so you're gonna have a match that sucks, and you're in a much of pain. That sounds like a double downer. Um, a ho- there was. Uh, <laughs> There was like a uh, light blue dust that was thrown into Julia's eyes at one point. Um, Sound like all the bullshit. Oedo Tai and um, in, in um, DDM are fighting um, like at ringside out on the floor. This match fucking sucked. Um, it is. <laughs> it's like yo, I, I never want to see Nasca get a white belt or red belt match ever again. Like, there's no point. Like you know, she's not gonna win in the match. Like they gave her, they gave them no DQ, and it still sucked. Like if 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 they were going to have a regular rules match, I imagine it would have been better than this. But they decided to do this, and they indulged both of them, and it stunk. Um, moving on. Um, red belt match main event: Utami versus Micah. Very very good match. Um. It started slow, um, and it it was it until they started brawling. It didn't pick up because, like you know, both of them are kind of shy and not like, and both of them like only have fire when they're brawling at, or, or at the end of matches. So like, <laughs> it took a while to get going, but once it got going, it was really. Good. I ended up going um, three and three quarters on it. Um, yeah, just you know, those two. I I, I feel like they're. Um, Cinderella match that had the 10 minute time limit that he went to the drawing was better than this but um, you know for what it was it was still a very good match um, after uh, yeah so ultimately um, there she lays out Utami a few times um, hits her hits her finish um, Utami kicks Utami uh, goes for her normal finisher um, the uh, rack bomb Micah kicks uh, Utami ends up getting her up and hits the uh, the black tiger bomb for the win. Um, after the match, Kamatani comes out and says that she wants to challenge for the red belt at the Budokan show. I can't fucking believe that they're going to ha- let her challenge for the red belt at Budokan. She's. I don't think she's ready. <laughs> um. And they have done nothing to lead you to believe that she could challenge for a red belt right now in early 2021. Like maybe the summer, maybe later, but like she won 17 matches last year in all in 50, like 56 matches. She won 17 times 
Is, is this a case of them um, trying to get someone a red belt shot early in their career to eventually come back to? Because if, if I have it correct, didn't Utami kind of receive a red belt match early in her career? Um. Uh... Okay, so Utami um, debuted in the summer of eight, August 18. I actually know the date because it's actually Kagetsu's uh, anniversary date, too. Um, and it was also on the same day as uh, the, that Korokin Hall. So, mm-hmm. um, basically, her one-year anniversary, August 2019, she got her first red belt shot against B. Um, and B beat her, right? Um, was that June or was that July? Uh doesn't matter. Summer of 2019, basically like a one, either like 11, 11 to 13 months after her debut, she got a, a rip up match versus B. B beat her. It was like three and three quarters. So then she, her net, her sec, her second time she ever challenged for the belt, she won the belt against Mayu in November um, of last year. So um, the thing is, Utami's push in. <laughs> Kamatani's push are totally different things. Like mm-hmm. Utami was pushed beginning and was called the super rookie. Her first match, she goes to a draw with Jungle. Um, she ends up going like and that's like literally like right before the Grand Prix. She ends up going to the final of the Grand Prix where she loses to Mayu. Uh, she wins the tag uh, the tag tournament with Momo. She wins the tag belts. She wins the juniors. Uh, I'm sorry, junior the features belt for off of um. Starlight Kid at the beginning of 2019 when I first started watching Stardom. Um, she, at, at, the, at the anniversary show um, that year, the 8th anniversary show, the January quirk of that year, she beats Viper, Piper Niven, for the uh, the Pro Wrestling Eve International belt and also the SWA belt. So that's when she has the four belts, right? When the picture when you first met her, you're like, how the fuck she has, this person has all these belts? So, yeah. you know, Goes to New York, has the, the the white belt match with Momo, you know, was the point leader in the in the Grand Prix in 2019. She broke her hand again. Um, all that, like all that, built towards that. She won the Grand Prix the very next year, right? Uh, wins the belt a couple months later. Like that was her. Like she was pushed for two years as like she's the future, and then the future came and she's here now, right? Kamatani, on the other hand, is like. I I I think that she can be great eventually. I was going to say cuz you got to remember like I don't know if companies always remember how they build someone as opposed to somebody else they want to build. Um Well, you have to do it different. To... You can't do it all, all the same. Right. But I would argue that the way that they have quote unquote they have presented her for this past year or 13 months whatever you want to say there is no justification for this other than raw potential. Like, and I mean the raw potential of... And they had a match like a year ago at this time, right, for the SWA title, right? February of last year. And then and Tommy essentially like gave up the belt or whatever after, so maybe it's like how far they've both come since then. Right. But the thing is, like, how far they've come is, like, you won 17 matches uh, in that year that you were with me. The only So, the 17 matches, like, matches where I won all the fucking matches. Because mm-hmm. we were a tag team. We won the tag titles. And, like, the tag defenses were, like, matches that I won. You didn't win any of them. And when we lost the belts, you got fucking pinned in the, in the, uh, in the year in Climax. And then all of a sudden, like, 
once the new year starts, once it, once that that um you know they beginning of the year they always have those bunch of still shit ton of shows that first week of the year. Like she lost that match and then she hasn't lost since, right? So basically, mm-hmm. like what uh, January second, January third, January fourth, um, January nine, January eleventh or twelfth, and then January seventeenth, she challenged for the title. So he's like. Okay, so she won like seven matches in a row or six matches in a row, and like on the undercard or in tags, didn't actually put nobody away that's worth a damn. And then, like, we're supposed to just forget that like she was a loser for a whole entire year. It's like, that's at least wait. Like, if they had announced this match in. Okay, so the next set of Corrigan Halls are January or uh, the thirteenth and fourteenth of uh, in a couple weeks, right? If she had stayed just winning matches and be like, all right, well she's been on like a two month winning streak, then mm-hmm. it's like okay, this is a new person or whatever else. But it's like nah, this you call your shot when you like I still smell loser on you, bro. Like what? <laughs> um, and then another, and then like just from that perspective, a presentation is like Utami. Obviously, Utami's not going to lose the fucking title and three months or four months after winning it right but it's like she ain't got a chance like I don't there's no nobody's under any illusions of what this is other than like Utami's going to wrestle her her little her little her little homie and beat her and then like go off and, and then walk off uh, and, and carry it, you know into the next show like I, I think like the I, I feel like whenever this match comes up like the Cessna's match would be like can you buy like the Phoenix Splash she does uh huh. That's it. She does the Phoenix Splash, and then like Nanai Takahashi and Yoshiko run in and drop Utami on her fucking head, and then like uh, Lil Saya forms a unit. Look, Lil Saya for or, or uh, Saya forms a unit, and Kawatani's the champion oh now. All, and then <laughs> she got these fucking goons, and just, <laughs> and she's young. Kawatani goon. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she got the old vets she, we, that, that that say we've been waiting for somebody that comes along that that lines up with how we want to do stuff. I can tell you right now, the way uh, Saya Kamatani wrestles and how Yoshiko and uh, Nanai wrestler not align with how they like professional wrestling. Like Saya, like Saya is good at getting her ass whooped. That's that's cool. But like, I mean, like selling and you know, and she takes big bumps and all that stuff. And she's she'll take a, a beating in a match. But like, uh, as far as her work herself, nah, like. Like there's there's a lot less to be desired. Like they they would want her to do some more uh some more runs um in, in the dojo. Um, but yeah, like so for me that's a hang up or whatever else. But it's like you're gonna get Ishiko versus Mayu on that card. You're gonna get um Momo versus Nanai. Um, you mentioned the white belt match. Okay, so um after she after Julia vanquished uh, Nasco, she said that like. I'm going to have another, I want to do another match before Budokan. Um, she doesn't know who yet, but um, it came up, actually, um, at the, the the January 30th show, um, where Starlight Kid challenged Julia. So they're going to have a match um, at those February Corkin Hall shows on Valentine's Day weekend. Um, match should be very good. Um so there's that and then uh they have tipped their hand pretty early um 
you know, if Julia is to retain her title versus Starlight Kid, um, she will then go to, uh, Julia will then go to Budokan Hall and presumably fight Tam again. Um, Richie told me, uh, Basically, it's also set up by Julia being the shot of uh, Unagi in a tag match on the 30th, um, which made Tam lose her mind and said I won the match. And she said, you'll take whatever stip- whatever stipulations you want, you can have it. Um, and she mentioned an exploding... Uh, she mentioned a death match. Literally a death match. Like, which goes on with your gimmick lately, Rich. So, um, you told me that you already know the stipulation for this match. Um, and you told me that it is a hair versus hair match the hair versus hair championship match so um yeah man no. uh so so tam about to show up looking like nanai takahashi or dmx or stone cold steve austin or kobe Bryant in 1997 or you know yeah um maybe i think tam, <laughs> maybe i think tam is winning this um it, it james being duped again Look, man, um, I am not the person that is presenting them, but the person that's presenting them has kept repeatedly saying that, like, she is in that class. Um, she just, she's been showing and proven. Um, well, not showing and proven, like, as far as she's already, has skills as far as in the ring and being over or whatever else, but, like, quite frankly, if you have somebody that had moves merch like Tam, has matches like Tam, is over like Tam, does as much stuff with the company as Tam, and they, like, it's just a gross mismanagement of whatever. Like, this is besides my part where she's my second favorite wrestler in the company. Like, she keeps having the best feuds with your Golden Girls every single time. She's more over than your Golden Girls every single time. Oh, this sounds like. At some point, I, no, no, and there's also the component where like she sells as much merch as like anybody else in the company. It's not like some Daniel Bryan thing was like, well, what about you know he's not as over as John Cena? Where it was like, nah, she's as over as like my you're a Starlight Kid or like those are top three people moving merch in that company. Tam, Starlight Kid, and Mayu. So it's like, all right, well she she um her feud with Julia um is. Two to one. Like, it would make sense to tie it up here. Now, this is before in my mind before you start talking about the uh, the hair thing. And for me, it's just like, I wouldn't be cutting either one of the hair, but if I were, if you were asking me who was more like, be more likely to sh- cut their hair bald for the sake of cutting their hair bald for a feud, it'd be Julia. She's crazy. And her hair's already short anyway. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I think Julia's got like, the striking look for, and this isn't to say like. Well, let's Tam, not, let's. Well, my thing is, is like either way, cutting either one of their hair is fucking stupid. Can we agree on that? <laughs> Can we agree on that? Like, oh, Cham's oh. Cham's champion, great. Why the fuck would you cut Julia's hair? Oh, t- Julia's ch- still the champion. Like, okay, whatever. Why the fuck would you cut Tam's hair? Like, both of them sell their merchandise on the fact that they're attractive women. Like, what are you doing? Right. Right. Like, I understand, like, that's the point of it is, like, that's the stakes involved of it. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, um, Manami and uh, Toshio Yamada's uh, few from, or uh, hair match from 92 over a belt. But it's, it was odd because it's uh, odd, but uh, interesting because, like, that also was a All Japan Women's White Belt as well. But whatever. 
Um, it I I once he told me I thought it was gonna be a, a death match. Once he told me it was Harris, I was like, okay, this is. Some yeah. real stakes were involved in this. There was a hair match, so yeah. <laughs> like Someone's whoever will be on the line. Whoever loses this, it's like they chat's going down for like four months. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't know I don't know if our Japanese brothers might take too kind too kindly to the haircuts. Look, man. Um I've seen two Joshi Hera's hair matches, right? Um uh, the first one was the uh, the one that everyone talks about with Manami Toyota and like you you get it like I don't, you don't need you don't need you know, none of the stakes you don't even know that they were once tag team partners none of that you just see that like she wins the match and she is literally trying to fight uh, the barber from cutting her her former tag partner's hair or whoever's hair that much respect is like we can't we can't I, I won't want you to go through this and just sit there like you see the drama there. The one with um, Arisa and the one with um, Arisa Nakajima and, and Nanai from uh, the end of 2019, like, you you just get it. It's like, she, Arisa fought for years and years and years. Multiple promotions tried to beat Nanai Takahashi and never could do it. And this is what, with like, the biggest stakes of all, she came through and beat her. And then ultimately, she toppled her, her competition and she felt, she felt like, I finally did this and I don't really want to do this to this woman. Um, like, so... Either way, it's gonna be super emotional where whoever gets their shit their domes is <laughs> gonna go bald if you look like James Boyd. But um so uh, I see you over there, girl. I don't know. No, I, my pixels don't is right. Do don't do I, this. I, I, don't I feel do like this. I see a, a fresh line. Team, bro. No, it's you not know? a fresh line. It's uh, not a fresh it's line. Coming it's back, not a fresh you line. Know? It's not a fresh line. Re- re- regrowth. You gotta remember, I don't my hairline is not the problem with my, with me. I have the I have the moonroof situation. Ah, the, the, the KD, the, yeah. the, the KD yeah. variety. Yeah, the line will show up perfectly fine. It's just a situation where, and also it's quarantines. Are like, hey, I don't feel like shaving this shit right now. But well, anyway. I, I am once again uh, on that note, considering regrowing my hair back again. Mm. But know, um, yeah, hairline strong. Yeah, you know, my hairline is strong too. That's not that's not the problem. <laughs> it's the back. So, so, so they uh, they run up on you from behind. Yes. Damn, they, they won't even they won't relax, even come to your relax. face. Hey, hey, hey! Don't ever talk about people running up on me from behind. Don't ever, <laughs> don't, ever, don't you ever say that again. What's wrong with you? So, um, yeah. So you you have that. Um, also because you know, um, you, you talked about this before. Uh, you were mentioning I think at the year end review you were talking about like you know. The elevation of Starlight Kid and Ozumi, as far as you know, it's time to start getting them in these, you know, the white and red belt picture or whatever else. Like, obviously, neither one's gonna win it in no time soon, but you know, it's you know, if you're gonna if you gotta scrape the plate for fucking NASCO tour, you need to pull you need to pull the trigger on those two. So, um, Starlight Kid, um, getting a title shot for the white belt. So, um, after um, Shuri's match, and I think we'll get to it, but um. Sure, can you imagine one day the Azumi Starlight Kid Red Belt title match in like 2024? Like, (laughs) I, you know what I have in my mind? What? But this, this crazy because like this before the hair versus hair match got brought up, right? Mask versus hair. They have to have a a match for with Starlight Kid's mask on the line at some point. They have to. They have to oh, yes. between those two for over a belt. A red belt, white belt, doesn't matter. But one of them two, one of those two belts, those two 
for um, Starlight Kid's mask. And, you know, if you want to make Azumi the champion first and say, I'll put my belt on line, if you lose, you got to demask. Like, it's got to be something like that eventually. They have to have a, 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 ma- a match with her mask on the line. Have to. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, That'd yeah. Be great. Right. Look. Great look drama. Right. Great, great drama. Right. So, um, and you, never mind. Uh, so, uh, Azumi versus Shuri will be coming up soon. Um, they, and they mentioned, that be like, great. I mean, they're, um, they're hot, not their high speed, their match, um, at the Grand Prix was, was really good in the amount of time they got. Um, that was actually the day after, um, the moment, the moment match got canceled because, you know, Shuri's, um, mom, mom passed away that day. So, like, she basically took one day off and to show up the next day and put over Azumi. That was cool. Uh, but mm-hmm. she mentioned that. She's like, you beat me in the Grand Prix. I want my rematch. Uh, and, you know, they mentioned, like, they won't have a better match than Starlight Kid in, um, in Julia, which I'm sure they will. Um, so, anyway, getting back to the, uh, the anniversary show, um, Azumi had speaking of Azumi, she had a uh high speed title defense against uh Yoniyama, Def Yamasan, Gokigan Def, all same person, same person. Sometimes she wears clown paint, sometimes she doesn't. When she doesn't wear clown paint, she's herself, uh Kyori Yoniyama. Um, what do you think of this match? You, you say you saw this one, right? Yeah, um, I thought this was uh pretty good actually. Uh, Azumi just pulls out stuff that it's very unique to her. You don't see other people doing. Uh, every time you watch her, she just gets better and better. Uh, I thought Death Yamasan, uh, like she's a high speed master. You don't ever see it coming because you just look at her. You look at her frame or body type, and then right. you just it's, it just shocks you, like how like smooth and proficient she is as far as getting in and out of moves, rolling, and like just always being in the right spot. I imagine wrestlers love wrestling her. Um, yeah. When she wants to wrestle, not do goofy shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gave it like three and three quarters. That's what I gave it to. Um, and keep in mind, it's like a six minute match or a five minute match. Yeah, and it's lightning fast. <laughs> so for so. those that are wondering, like, well, that's not that impressive. It's this fucking six minute match. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, a, Z- a zombie won't lose. Like, I, as far and I mean that, like, uh, like in an Azumi don't miss Wardlow right. type way. Right. Yeah. Um. So. It was it was like the the bumping in that match, like you know Yoniyama. She hasn't actually been herself in stardom since like TCS starts. So that's like you know like the spring of 2019. She shows up and she's her old self with spinning the towel around and shit. And match starts. North Carolina. <laughs> match starts. She ends up uh, ducking some of Azumi's like quick stuff. Ends up hitting uh, getting Azumi out the ring and hits like the Daniel Bryan like uh, flying knee off the apron. That just staggers the shit out of uh, Azumi. Then there's another spot where like uh, she gives her uh, the Bumai knee like she's fucking shit. Can knock Uh Yeah, man, it was it matches a blast as you mentioned. Like you know, uh, Azumi also did some of the stuff she's been doing uh, in the last uh, couple months that I think you just hadn't seen yet. Like the like the. You know, catch somebody in between the the top middle rope um, while their feet are in the apron and they're facing into the ring and like hit a running hurricane runner that spikes them in, into the ring. Um, she also hit the uh, you know that move we were talking about where like someone comes charging, gets a boot up, she cat grabs your arm and then like she basically like wraps one leg 
ties up one leg, one arm with your leg, and it basically jumps off, spinning, and it's almost like a like a connected like atomic leg drop thing off the off the middle rope. Like it's fucking wild. Like you know all the stuff she does with Rings of Saturn now. Like it was one thing when she was just like a great high speed wrestler, and now like she's added all this technical submission elements to her stuff that was kind of already there. But it's like now it's like. She's tying it together to get the the arm submission and rings of Saturn. It's like just she's fucking eighteen, bro. Like she's so fucking good. She's so fucking good. Like she's gonna be so like if she gets to twenty five, bro. Like it's a wrap. Like it's a wrap. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. We already talked about the Micah match. We talked about um. Oh, uh, also on the um undercard of the anniversary show was um Tam versus Starlight Kid. Um, this match was built off of the stars versus cosmic angels, possibly leaving stars match, um, where, um, it was elimination match for the, uh, trios titles. Um, and during the match, starlight kid knocked out Tam by giving her a, um, her finish, her own finish, the tiger suplex. So, um, at first I was like, why the fuck did they do that? Why did they have Starlight Kid pin her? And then it turns out, I was like, well, we're giving Starlight Kid that same finish. And we're now, and now we have now nicknamed Starlight Kid, Stardom's Flying Tiger. <laughs> uh, so yes, it makes sense that she has, you know, she wears the fucking, uh, tiger mask mask anyway. Let her have a tiger suplex. So, um, they they have the match. Tam just molly wops her for most of it uh, until eventually she comes up on a, she hits a run. Like actually, there's a spot where like Tam hits her with like three uh, power slams in a row or, or body slams in a row, like super hard. Like she was trying to like a shoot, <laughs> like shoot power, shoot body slams. So um, slaps on a uh, single leg crab. Um, so they end up getting Tam or uh, Starlight Kid outside the ring. Tam goes to uh, to to go get her by sticking her head through the uh, top in middle rope. Don't do that. Don't do that. Starlight Kid grabs her and immediately drop, basically drops her with like a you know like people's head motion goes for a heat seeker. Mm-hmm. Basically like that on the apron with a but with DDT. It's a fucking gruesome. So then Starlight Kid gets to the ring, jumps off the top rope onto Tam. Um, she ends up actually going for a, a like a uh, like some type of tilt roll spot where she ends up like getting back to her feet and he ends up on, into um on Tam's back ends up hitting her with a dragon suplex or sorry tiger suplex. Tam kicks. Match continues. Uh, they 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 you know they uh, form each other back and forth. Tam gets the better of it. Um. Uh, kid mounts another comeback. Tam cuts her off after uh, she goes for another dragon suplex. Gets out of it. Hits her with the uh, the black mass uh, roundhouse kick. Then picks her up. Drops her with the uh, tire suplex. Uh, I gave it three and three quarters. It's like ten minutes um, or eleven minutes. Really good match. Uh, those two like for a short amount of time. Like I don't. It's one of those situations like I I, I don't like that they they hate each other now. But like. Okay, whatever. Like they're good at they're good at fighting each other. Um, so <laughs> um, that's actually their best match. They've had two before, uh, and they weren't as good as this one. So um, 
that's all for the anniversary show. Um, not as good as last year's anniversary show, but because um, that was one of the better shows in uh, in 2020 in wrestling. But um, this was still a a good uh, Cork and All show, minus the NASCO shit. That's Jesus Christ. Um, so, uh, yeah. So fast forward through that because there's a few other things that happened. Um, they had Osaka shows, uh, two shows on the same day. The night show had. Um, a Tam and Mayu single special singles match. Um, did you watch this match, Rich? Uh, which one? Tam versus Tam, Mayu. Tam and Mayu. Yeah, I did watch it. It went to a draw. Yeah, very heated. Yes. Um, crowd super into it. Yes. Uh, we're gonna talk about another match. I thought the crowd was way more into this than it was into that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you. Mean. I know. Uh, that uh, I didn't like the draw, but. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm still, I'm, I'm between like three and three quarters and four on it. I probably four. I um, I think that I, I really liked the way Mayu was just like on some boss. It was like, Hey man, you want to fucking do it? Like we, we, we can just fucking do it. Like it yeah. didn't, <laughs> yeah. um, I thought Tam had great fire in this match. Uh, she had, um, you know, no back down. Like she's trying to step out the shadow, establish herself as like, you know, a faction leader. And we've been, you know, waiting for the smoke and I'm sure they're going to do another match and I'm sure it'll be even better. Yeah. I think, um, I think this is their second best match. Um, I think their Grand Prix match from this year in the, um, the last night of the Grand Prix was better because it actually had a finish in it, but that might be the only reason why I like it more. Um, Mm -hmm. But this yeah. definitely has juice in it because like like oh, people are like done. they are not are done. very invested in this, I can tell. Yeah, they're definitely not done. Um like, you know, when they're when they're both on the ground, like the one thing is like um Tam seemingly had to match one and then Mayu you know, sneaky ass Mayu oh, got behind your back. Crucifix bomb <laughs> And then <laughs> and then like this was like some of the best timing for a draw ever. Like Tam kicked it like two point nine and as she kicked it, or let's say 2.8, as she kicked it 2.8, at 2.9, the the end of the match bell came, the 15-minute mark came on, and that was when it was like, draw, it's over. It's like, she kicked, mm-hmm. and then, the, and then like, literally in a split second, right after she kicked, like, the match was over. And so, like, Mayu's trying to, like, you know, almost like a fish flopping in the water, trying to scramble to get back to her, even though, like, the match has been stopped. And then, like, she reaches out to Mayu. I start hearing that draw music, and right. I'm like, they got me again. <laughs> But this was yeah, but yeah, but this was better than the uh than the um the one with uh from the fourth with um Momo and Shuri though, in my opinion. Yeah, that one was yeah. infuriating. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like because like I'll watch it and I sometimes I'll look at like the length of the video, other times I won't or whatever, uh, but one one thing I'll give them props to is uh now um I guess it started recent development, last couple months, is uh, all the matches get uploaded, like, you know, individual matches, and then they give you the full show video. Mm-hmm. I just click on full show and let that thing ride. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to worry about clicking down and realizing how how long this match is is or is going to go, and then it fucks my expectations. I just press play on that shit and just let it, and then, like, uh, hide the, the, the ticker at the tracker at the bottom and just let it play. Like, it, it's a, it's so much more enjoyable than, like, you know, oh, it's a Red Belt match main event. Oh, it's going, like, oh, it's like it's 35 minutes on this video. Okay, it's going to be, like, 18-minute match. 
with you know a post match uh, people talking to me in like uh-huh. so it's easy for like he's like when you watch enough stardom this is some super nerdy thing where, like you see the individual matches and you see how long the sh- the uh, the video is you know how long the match is going just about mm-hmm. um so yeah so I don't have that problem anymore but yeah uh yeah man they I mean they just have great chemistry together like. I mean, Tam has great chemistry with pretty much anybody, but she has great chemistry with Mayu, um, and, like, I guess because Tam's so crazy, Mayu's able to go out here and, like, wrestle someone like, you know, she used to wrestle, like, like a, like a EO or a Kyrie where he's like, I, oh, you'll let me just beat the fuck out of you? Okay, cool. Or you, and you'll just return it back to me? Cool. Like, mm-hmm. the kicks, ugh, like, there was one kick where, like, she... Tam was on a knee and then Mayu just like let loose. She just fucking took Tam block off. She was awesome. Um, yeah, so you know, um, my yeah, Tam like hit her with like four straight like suplex, rolling super German suplexes. Like it was that was crazy. Yeah, you feel like it's gonna be one. Then it's like okay, two, three, four. Oh shit! Like yeah, they they have they have just great chemistry together. Um, yeah, so. At the end, um, Tam basically was like, I'm not done. I want another match. Like, we have to do this again. We have to have a decisive winner in this. And, like, the, I think the career record, like, this is the first time ever having a match that wasn't, like, tied to a tournament. Like, uh-huh. every time they've ever rushed it, it was, like, the Cinderella tournament or the Grand Prix. This is the first time where it's like, we set this up for y'all to go out there and beat each other. Each other and they went out there and accomplished that feat. Um, so, so if, if you had to f- book this for a future big show, like, where would you put it? Um, well, that's the thing, right? Like, you look at Budokan, you're like, all right, Mayu is with Yoshiko. Um, mm-hmm. and like, Tam's with Julia. Tam, or Julia's been a champion since June. Yeah, the end of June. And if I were to pick someone to <laughs> take the belt off of Utami in the future, it would have been Shuri. But it's probably going to be Julia. So, like, I really ultimately see this as, like, Tam ends up beating Julia. Julia then eventually, like, at the year, let's say, like, the year-end show or the beginning of the, or the anniversary show of 2022, like, beats mm-hmm. Utami for the belt. For the Red Belt, because Red Belt champion. But, like, ultimately, you look at it as um, Tam wins the belt that, is the best story in the company going is like she's been chasing after this belt like I think this would be her fifth this would be her fifth uh, challenge for it um she's been going she related like, to Goto at all or <laughs> <laughs> you, you know so um, we had to ban Sam for challenging like <laughs> that would be a good stipulation that would be a good stipulation well actually no because it would be a dead giveaway that she would win it um and that, uh, like so anyway um, at least this stipulation is like I still don't. It's not telegraphed who's going to win yet. Uh, even though mm-hmm. I still think Tam's going to win. Uh, but anyway, so like they have this thing with like the red or uh, with both belts, the red and white belt, where like new champion they tend to go against somebody they like. They're like in their first defense after they either go against a faction mate. Or they go against somebody that was like a career rival. Like, so Arissa, for example. Arissa beat Momo for the belt. Her first match is against Tam. Right? Um, Utami. 
wins the Beast Mayu for the belt. Next first title defense against Momo. Um, so like, I'm not saying that the next big match you do Mayu versus Tam for the white belt or whatever else, but like, I think that's a match that's definitely on the table for the close a big show. It's a mm-hmm. like. I don't think they have. A- I, was, I was gonna ask. Like, do you think it's maybe a maybe like a Cinderella final or a end of the year uh, main event? Um, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. I think they're both too big at this point to win the Cinderella. Like, you know, they always like Mayu won the Cinderella both years, the first two years, and then like she's always been some goofy shit of how she's lost uh, after. Like, either she well actually 2019 she wasn't in it. Last year she had to draw with Hannah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Tam at this point is like. She don't. She doesn't need to win the the Cinderella tournament. She just asked for a fucking Tasha. Like the Cinderella tournament is like, quite frankly, like you know, Kamatani would been a good candidate to win the Cinderella tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Like you're somebody. It's almost like I mean, she she already a main eventer now, James. <laughs> fuck you mean like that? But that's my point. I'm like, <laughs> like if, I think you can look at Cinderella tournament almost like Money in the Bank. Like. Uh-huh. basically someone that hasn't broken through and been a champion yet like or whether it's a mid-card or upper mid-card or someone that's, that you, you're grooming for the future you have them win this this, this tournament and then like have, give them the title shot like Arissa won and when it was like alright she she wasn't like they protected her but like she wasn't over like that um, mm-hmm. Julia I think I think Julia kind of strays from the conventional wisdom of what they've done with the uh, Cinderella turn because it's kind of like, well, it was kind of like, well, we got to give her something to just go ahead and just do this thing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like whether it was Arissa staying with, the, staying with the company or not, they were going to get that belt to, her, or to uh, Julia. So um, they're like, sure, why not? Uh, so, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that match is definitely going to be one of the biggest matches of the year um, in the future. Um, those two selling, well, I won't say selling the score, or, or like coming to a. Now they're both faction leaders. Like, what's it going to be like? And I think that could, you know, you look at like what Mayu's doing is like they're really. She's kind of I don't want to say hanging around, but it's kind of like. She was the ace, or she is the ace. She doesn't have the belt, so you have to find something for them to do to keep them between, you know, belts at this point in time. Like, the mm-hmm. Yoshiko thing is something, but it's like, that only is happening for this one match. Like, there is no real interaction between both of their shows, except for the one time where, um, or the two times where, like, Yoshiko showed up on Stardom, and then a couple of weeks ago, Mayu showed up on Ceiling. Like that's really it. Like there are no real matches where like Mayu's in ceiling or whatever else. Like she's kind of just tagging with Starlight Kid and Ida, and that's kind of it right now. Like um, for the time being. Um, so yeah, so that that match is the one. Uh, oh, so next match I, we, were, we were supposed to talk about was um, the January thirtieth match for the SWB belt: Shuri versus Momo. Um, yeah, I love this match. <laughs> They've been shot each other. <laughs> Just yeah. kicks galore, fire, yelling, screaming, forearms. Just <sighs> suplexes. Yeah. They're they're so good together. They're, they really yeah. are. I think I'm like I'm stuck between four and four and a quarter on this. And like I thought the crowd might have been into it more, but it didn't seem like they were. But I was into it. This is a wrestling fans wrestling match. This I this think. is the thing with that crowd. It's very similar to um, their Sendai show, where it's like 
it's not the it's the crowd. It's not the match. It's like that particular crowd is just quiet. Um, yeah. And like, cause, I mean, I watched that whole show, and like, that was a that was a pretty big show. Like they treated they treated that show like something close to approaching a Kurgan Hall. Like there were seven matches, six or seven matches on that card, um, and like three or three of them were all three or four of them were really good. That wasn't like mm-hmm. a Shinkiba first first ring show. Like they treated it like a special show. I mean, it was in a nice venue. Like it was, like, they, you know, they brought out the curtain and all that shit. Like they were, that was a big show for them. Um, so that was just a crowd. You know, I don't know why they were, why they weren't into clapping the way they are, but you know, different areas, you know, whatever. But I was into it <laughs> the whole yeah. time. Lots of super like kicks, <laughs> not super kicks, but super like kick exchanges uh super physicality shock finish at least it came out of like you know it shocked me like too. yeah it was like oh wow like yeah she's fucking done like she's yeah. not getting oh she's done she yeah. quit for real yeah. like right. <laughs> it, it is because like one which when sherry beat b for the SWA belt she slapped on a totally different submission that was like when she slapped that shit on B. I had one I had never seen this fucking move before, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, she's done." And then mm-hmm. like in this match, she pulls out a totally different submission that I had never seen before. I was like, "Oh, Momo's done." Like I guess Shuri just got like a bag of these just just to pull out at any different point. But like mm-hmm. she slapped one of these two moves on you or the other five she got in her back pocket, you're dead to fucking rights. <laughs> I was very pleased. I wanted to see this match for a long time delivered yeah um i wanted you know it was really great i wanted them to have a match in the year candidate i don't think they did, they did hopefully not. they have another match eventually but like i said it's yeah. a wrestling fans wrestling match if you like motherfuckers hitting hard and you know being crazy, running it showing emotion showing fire like and doing everything well like <laughs> this is like this wasn't like the super intricate like Will Osprey Shingo Takagi stuff of like this high is of action. This was like this was like base to I don't say sequence or base to base wrestling. Like this is very similar. Like if you were a person that loved, um, uh, let's say like early two thousands New Japan, or sorry early twenty tens New Japan, or if you were someone that loved like um the John Cena versus AJ Styles matches. This is a match, like, as far as the sequencing and spacing is right up your alley. It's big move, kick out. Big move, kick out. Big move, block, counter, another big move, kick out. Like, this had, had I think there's an element to that. I think also, like, uh, like Frankie Gazarian would love this match. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Strong would love this oh, match. Yeah. Like, that, oh, yeah. that's what, like. Well, this was know, definitely this a can't was... go back. I never thought of go, like look because most so much of the top Joe she is can't go back ass wrestling. But yes, this was definitely a can't go back match. <laughs> so like, yeah, they, they that, that's, the that's what I thought. They emptied the gun. Yeah, they emptied the gun. Yeah, and that's why I like so many of. Uh, that's why I like Shuri so much. Like so, any match that gets time with her, you like you feel like her and her opponent's exhaustion it don't matter if it's a 10 minute match it doesn't matter if it's a 15 minute match it doesn't matter if it goes to a 30 minute draw in all them circumstances you felt like you got like you felt like you were given the iris treatment you got her all that night mm-hmm. yeah yeah man. um so yeah that pretty much is the the catch-up of the last uh basically the last three weeks of stardom um they had shows um 
this weekend. I think only two matches are up, but like I, we'll get to them next week. Actually, yeah, they're actually in the middle of like a of five matches in, or sorry, five shows in. I think it's a nine day stretch. So <laughs> rest up and recover. Ice up. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Having, well, actually, like that's like a G one schedule. Almost like yeah. Five five shows and like actually that's more that's more but whatever it's not as crazy because it's not many singles matches but yeah this whew, we'll see how that goes with uh like that th- let's see that third show and that fourth show <laughs> let's see how that goes because <laughs> like I remember um November like they had a stretch where they had like a, just a bunch of shows and it's just like that's that you know similar to like that that um. Like that second out of a bat to back, or like that uh, that that, that, four, that third game in four nights, where he's like, yeah, they wrestling they wrestling kind of like normal instead of trying to murder each other. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I bet somebody's sore. I bet they're a lot, really sore. You know, that game four, like, oh man, we don't ran, you know, a couple <laughs> like, you know, we ain't at the end, so we gotta fire up, but we ain't at the beginning no more either. We a little ran down. Yeah, let's let's make some trades here. Like, let's let's you know make an agreement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so James, yeah. uh, so next week, uh, so we were originally going to do it this week, but we decided to push it back. Oh, yeah. uh, last year we did a segment. Uh, it was ten of our favorite lies in rap history. Yes, uh, we will be coming back with uh, another version of that. It was the one year anniversary of this week last year on the show. Yes, I listened to the segment today. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> We're going to <laughs> dig for ten more lies, a uh, five each, uh, that we'll come back with next week. Yeah, yeah, um, that'll be fun. Um, that'll definitely be fun. Uh, but that's in the show. Be sure to raise over app you're using to listen to this with. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, also, join the to, Discord. Yes, join the Discord um, and go to prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex and pick up some official social suplex podcast network merchandise and listen to the other shows on the network um keeping a strong style uh the rick and clyde wrestling podcast Roman washes shit um the great consequences podcast 8-bit suplex great mass generator and all things elite uh thanks for listening y'all later peace